0: Yeah, it's seven o'clock. look flippin' in the building. Hey, money M's, you ready? Let's go. Welcome to M Street, the hottest podcast. And all that cash in money M's pockets, it look
1: like thigh pads. He talking trending topics. He ain't no carbon copy. We talking sports, music, and fashion, and other options. To get us out the hood and keep that paper coming And I smoke homes, not backwards. I'm about to blaze an onion These rappers flexing on the gram and they got fake cheddar This intro was provided to you by Flip Mayweather That right. that
0: yo 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 what's going on folks welcome to another episode of welcome to elm street i'm your boy your host money elms man man it's been a crazy week man you know i almost had to swim to this bitch nah bullshit <laughs> you know what i say we get all this fucking rain out here in the d man that uh you know a week, couple weeks ago i probably did almost had to take a boat out here man but uh we good man we got H Town in the house. I said, We got H Town in the house. <laughs> hey, I got the legend in the house, man. Let me go ahead and introduce him, man. We got the one and only, grand What's up, baby?
1: What's up? What's up? What's up? Elm Street. I love it, man. I'm checking you, man. You're doing it, man. I appreciate it. Hey, thanks for having me. It's an honor, man, to be on your show. Yeah, yeah, man. Appreciate, I
0: appreciate you coming through, man. And thank you for the already already man it's the least i could do man and uh, you know if if you know you know grim has actually been on elm street since like you could say the beginning yeah you know what i'm saying but like i said if you've been following you know since day one you'll know but um you know i had to bring you back bro i had to bring you back and um You know, some situations don't plan out the way they they you know they were headed, but so we had to make a little switch, and um, you know now we're here at Sour Kids Production, and then I was like, you know what, you know I trashed all the old archives, you know what I'm saying, so I was like, you know what, it's only fair to bring back the the people that kind of started this whole thing, bro man, and you were. I believe you were my third or fourth guest,
1: really. Yeah, oh, that's right,
0: you know what I mean. So, I thought uh, it was
1: in the beginning of somewhere where you know we started all the time, so
0: yeah, yeah. So, uh, like I said, if if they know, they know, but if not, then you know, what I'm saying, you know, you get to see them now. So, uh, we're gonna go ahead and uh, jump in on what's popping out here in these streets, man, and uh, I know for sure one thing that uh, caught my eye this week, um, in case you've been under a rock, you know, 50 Cent just had his, you know, Tycoon Weekend right out there in the H. Houston. Yup, that yeah. thing was major, major. Yeah, You know, everybody, it looked like everybody was there, anybody who was anybody in the industry that was out there in H-Town. Yeah,
1: Tycoon Weekends, uh, he pulls them off, and this weekend it was in H-Town, so... Uh, it was a, but it was a wild one though, wasn't it? Oh
0: yeah. I got to see some of the footage. I seen, uh, I seen somebody had to pull Ray J off a dancer cause it almost seemed like he was really? trying to, he was trying to dry hump or something. I yeah, was yeah, like, yeah. Oh I really? Like, I was like, what's up with Ray J? And then uh, it was funny cause uh, I was watching this little clip that, uh, that uh, Bay Bay, he actually did a reel and uh, he had 50 Cent and he was like, hey, R&B. He's like, we can only have R&B one at a time. I guess he's talking about Ray J wilding out and shit. So yeah, that Ray was a trip, cool. man. But um, you know that was dope. You know to see, see all these artists and stuff. You right. know, I kind of. Well, he know.
1: lives out there now, right? Fifty lives out there in in Houston. Uh, apparently he got a house. I should say he he lives out there. He's got a house out in Houston. So, uh, apparently, so he's been spending a lot of time down there. And uh, so why not, right? He's been oh, yeah. to the rodeo, he was at the uh, livestock and sh- the show down in February, and like I said, he's been out there. So why not throw the tycoon a weekend in Houston? Yeah, uh, there was a lot of people out there. Um, you know, obviously the Bun B's and the uh, and all the the artists coming out. To, you know, what is it? Uh, Prince Junior. Prince Junior's Jr. out there doing it, making moves, man. Uh, shout out to the Rap a lot and all them boys and Bun B. And uh, peace to my boy PMC out there, man, looking down on us. But uh, I think he was frowning on us this weekend a little bit.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, man. That's for sure, man. We got to get into that, man. Because uh, that's one of the things that caught my eye, bro. You know, I've always, I've, there's always been this, you know, you cannot rumor. I don't know if you want to call it a rumor. Because, I mean, to me, that's what it was until mm-hmm. now. Right. You know what I mean? Now I'm like, "Okay, no. Those rumors, I could put them to rest, you know. They you know, right. I'm, in case you don't know what I'm talking about, I'm talking about that that zero and Trey, you know, squabble that they had. Yeah. You know, it's it's a trip cuz uh what first what first came out was, uh, was a was just a regular video clip where you know, mm-hmm. it starts off with you know Trey, you know, uh zero on the floor. And, yeah, you know, you you just you know, could tell he was protecting himself. But when I first seen that video clip, I didn't know it was zero. No, same thing. You know I, what I mean? Likewise, yeah. I yeah. was like, I was like, what is this? You know, is it exactly. Just a, it's the fight. And then afterwards, I was like, ah, what? Well, it was nothing. It was somebody just was uh, beaming on somebody, and then it looked like it was over. Right. But then, then I started. You know, as time started uh, going by, you know, stuff started surfacing. Now nah, well,
1: you, you read the the captions and you're everything, right? Yeah, but
0: but you know what when I first first seen the clip it didn't say nothing about uh when I uh, cuz I forgot where I was. Well, I don't said. pay attention
1: to any of that either. I just look at the video. So yeah. I'm like, "You, I didn't uh, I didn't really understand." So yeah,
0: I didn't know it was uh, who it was right. until like a couple hours later. Right. Then I re-seen the video again. Hours. Yeah. And then am okay. then and then the title is now now it says zero. Right. Zero some some some. I can't remember exactly what it was. Right. But I was like, "Oh shit." I was like, so I started watching it over again. Then, you know, then next thing you know, you know, people are talking about it and then, you right. know, then, you know, he even talked talked about it. He came out right. and I guess he got interviewed on TMZ. And Oh, uh, he did. Yeah.
1: Oh, well, I oh, so that's what that video was from an interview with TMZ. Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize that at all. I saw he came with his uh video afterwards. But when I first saw it, yeah. uh, I was just like you were confused as a motherfucker. I didn't know who the fuck it was and why it was even a video. And then, uh, but immediately, uh, I'm looking at all the captions and everything else and, and I didn't believe I told my wife. I said, you see this shit? And um, so, then I started to really investigate. I wanted to know. Yeah. Right? Being from Houston, uh, I know these guys, man. I mean, I, 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 I've been, we've been in the circles for years. This is, you know, this, and so, after I got a grasp of what it was and what was going on and who it was, and uh-huh. then I started the the wheels started to spin in and my and the gears started going in my head, and uh, um, like I said, I've been doing this for a while. I'm from Houston. Uh, I don't know these guys uh, like like I know my brother or like I know my family or even my closest friends, uh-huh. uh, but I know these guys, and um, from from along from years. And I can say this, uh, that's years and years and years and years, like 10 years or at least 10, 12, 15 years. I don't know. But immediately what I thought about it was, man, you know, this is the technology, man, right? This is the new day and age where everybody has a phone. Big brother, little brother, everybody's watching.
0: Uh
1: Uh, You know, when I was growing up uh, or when we were doing what we were doing in the 90s or earlier, they, they didn't have any of this, so immediately what I thought was I could I totally could relate to what was going on in their situation, even though I didn't know really what the details. Right, uh-huh. it's some locker we call this locker room shit. Yeah, and in, in, in my circles, in my, with my brother and everybody else, we don't we don't expose. Just I'm a sports dude, and so we don't expose. What's in the locker room? We don't go out there into the, like, say, to the media quote unquote. Yeah, now it's social social media, right? And we don't really. It's not like not telling the truth, but you don't let everybody know what's going on with the family. Yeah, of course, right? With with everybody, you know, what what's what's,
0: what's pretty much at home stays at home. You know what I mean? Correct.
1: It's nobody's business. Exactly. So you handle that. You hash that out between your your brothers, your sisters, and and so forth. And so, to me, when I saw that, and I realized I saw that, I was like, "Man, that's some that's some personal shit. That's that's between them." It's it's. I mean, I, how many times have I f- have I raised my my hand against my brother? You know what I'm saying? I've had fights with my brothers. I've had fights with uh my brothers from other mothers like Fileto, Balazzo, well not Balazzo, uh, Loco. Actually, not Fileto. Man, we we've had our disagreements, but but I've actually had altercations with people in my group. And I don't think that's uh, out of the ordinary, to be honest. No, because how we were talking about it
0: off the air, you know, every major group that's kind of been out there, they've all had their share of drama, problems. I mean, it happens,
1: bro. Hotel room. Yeah, because I mean, think about it, bro. You
0: spend countless hours with these individuals, bro. Correct. You know, whether it's it's in a the marriage. studio, in the booth, yeah, exactly. Correct. If it's not in the studio, you're out in the road, and then sharing hotel rooms. You know what I mean? Like eating you said, breakfast, you're
1: spending more time sometimes than you spend with your family. Yeah, with your real family, right? Just like people at work, right? They spend more of their of their day, with, right? So it's the same thing. Only difference is it's not a professional. It's not so quote unquote a professional environment. It's not so much you know you're working for a company or a job you're out there on your own doing what you do late night hours at a time probably doing a little this little that yeah. smoking drinking yeah. and who knows whatever and tempers fly and like you were saying earlier we've all got off on the side of the road and said oh come on man we us get it you know and so to me that seemed like nah i don't know you know, I'm not saying that I have any business saying that I know what really went on uh, at Tycoon Weekend mm-hmm. this past weekend between Trey and everything. But but watching the videos and you showed me a new video today, and let's just be honest, uh, it 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 hurt me. Yeah, just like the first video hurt me, and uh, I, I got I, you know I I it it bothers me because I look at these two guys like I look at my me and my brother Shadow. And they're brothers. And to see them fighting or even in any kind of altercation physically in that manner, it just, it breaks me down, man. Yeah. It, 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 it Because I know them. I know that in that moment, that's what that was. But they're not, that's not who they are. Yeah. Both of them, man. They're stand-up cats, man. Both of them. And that's what, what disappointing me what i guess you could say disappointed me because it it's what the view is you know hey we live in a society right now where public opinion is almost you know judge and jury right mm-hmm. and and not to say that that really matters because i don't live by that you know people that know me know that um this whole new you know era of whatever's going on uh i'm comfortable in my skin yeah and so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna be me and and I'm glad just like yeah. Serena just said recently, I'm Serena. You know, I'm Grim. I'm gonna be me and I and I can relate to Serena and I can relate, you know, to anybody that feels that way. And that's just how it is. So yeah. I really give a lot of power and effort to those guys. Zero mm-hmm. and Trey. That last video you just showed me, uh I really don't want to speak on it. You just gonna have to check it out yourselves. Yeah. There's, there's a couple of more videos. And it involves more, and uh, I mean, I cried, bro. It 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 struck a nerve. Like I said, I felt like I felt like it was my me having an inch a situation with either me and my brother or me and my son. You know, yeah. yeah. It really, it really, but like I say again, that's their business. Yeah. At, it, the, at the end of the day, I mean, that's exactly what it is. And, and you know, I, and like I heard, I heard that they talked, over, I talked it over for two hours. Look, let me tell you something, man. My brother's going something right now. We got my friend, my best, one of my best friends is Carlos, SPM, and my brother works for him. There's an is- a situation that my brother's going with, with Carlos right now, and I hate to say it, <laughs> I shouldn't have said it, my <laughs> brother's going to be like, really? Uh, But you know, those things happen, Oh yeah, you know? And it's how you handle it from that point and on, and you know, as long as you're professional, and um, and you're still brothers, and you can hug it out and everything, but I think that's going to happen. To be honest with you, I think they're going to talk and they're going to sit there and say this was really stupid. Um, Yeah, I'm hoping I'm, I'm, you know. But I
0: mean, because when uh when that first video, like I said, it came out, you know, I was like, ah, well, it just might have looked like it was something minor. But when I seen that nah, sack. Did you really? I mean, cause
1: I didn't, man. Bro, let me say this. Anybody from Houston or anybody that that is has any interest in, in the area, you could be from around the world and just have that kind of interest in Houston, uh, especially from coming. Uh that was my it was epic. It was like, what? What the fuck, man? Yeah
0: but the second video
1: I'll, you know that, and, I, and that that, vi- that blew my wa- that blew that blew me you saw what it you just showed it to me right here yeah. on today and you saw my reaction oh yeah um, most definitely it, so. it, it bothered me man and, yeah. and but but at the same time I had to gather myself the 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 immediate reaction that I had was hurt yeah and disappointment uh, same thing with the first video. To yeah. be honest, I, I reacted the same way, uh, and that's just me. I'm a Pisces, and I, and I'm I'm very um, uh, what's the word? Emotional, uh, uh, sympathetic, and then empathetic. I, I I get in your shoes, man, and uh, so I feel like those are my brothers, even though we're close, but we're not super close, and they probably don't feel the same as close as I do towards them. But that's just how I am with everybody. Yeah, and anybody that knows me will. will understands that but so when i saw that i was just like i i, I just you know i don't understand but, well see that that's where i was I like understand. at
0: that moment i was like that oh okay sense. then i was wrong sense. it's bigger than that but oh I, yeah but at the same time i was well sawing, he said that bro said that though but at the same time i was like well it's internal and they was something we have no business or really don't know what the root of the
1: well we say internal right but when I say that, it doesn't mean just between him and Trey. Yeah. Remember, we all have circles, right? That's yes, what you were saying yeah. earlier, yes, right? Yep. It's not just, you know, one-on-one. It's like you <laughs> and your you're, you're, you're following. And there's there's always that guy, man. There's always somebody who, even though you might be, I've had this with me, mm-hmm. you know, where I had somebody who was more passionate about something and I'm like hey 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 relax bro we're, we're gonna this is how we're gonna this is how we're gonna handle it we're gonna do this but they have another agenda right yeah and they're they're ready to fire off <laughs> at, at, at a moment's notice and yeah. I like you sometimes and you know this everybody's got that that person in their oh, circles yeah. right and yep. you got to be like even family and I I know personally because I've had family friends and and so forth and I've Plenty of times over. I've been doing this for a long time, man. I've been doing this for 35 plus years uh, since I was a kid. And I'm more than a kid and a kid again. But I've had that happen, man. And so that's why I can relate. So when I saw it, yeah, my, my, my it was shock. It was shit. What yeah. the fuck, you know? But at the same time, once I processed it and once I realized uh, what I was looking at, uh, and I'm very observant, just as a person. So I started watching and listening to all, a lot of stuff that was going on without really directing my vote. My so after really, you know, looking at things, I I realized and I told my brother, "Bro, this is, this is a, some locker room shit." Yeah. And my brother goes, "Exactly." And and from then on, you know, now we're talking about it because it is a it is a topic and it it's hot. And I think we can learn, we can all learn from this, man. I believe that they're gonna figure it out and something positive is gonna work because that's how they are. They're both positive people. They might have some, you know, within their circles, but they're they're alphas, man. They're both alphas. And you know how that goes when you got two (laughs) alphas. When you got alphas, man, that's just how it works. Yeah. Right? Some, you seen some, it you were just talking about yeah we're, we're not gonna get into details but you were just talking about the circles and i know who you were we yeah. know these people we know your friends and i know they're my friends yeah 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 and the shit that was going on fuck at the same time 10 about 10 10 years ago yeah same type of shit i mean i'm sure there's stories you can go back and look and where this kind of the origins are from. If, yeah. If you really wanted to and I'm sure there's people that are their fans and that understand where what they know. Yeah. And they're going to be like, "Uh, it's about right about here is where yeah. shit started. Yeah, where didn't it happened." And you can go back and I guarantee you it's about 10 years.
0: So, let me ask you this, what do you think uh if Pimp C, rest in peace, Pimp C was a, was alive, how do you think he would uh well, reacted to this because I know he was a big he was big on
1: unity correct especially out there in Houston he'd be pissed I know Pimp I I I uh I know Pimp I know Bumby I I, I I know them and uh, I talk to Pimp a lot you know and uh, that's just the way it is and and he would be hot and what I love about Pimp and people like Point Blank, there are certain people like him and those guys that will let you know. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're going to call you and they're going to let you know. They're going to pull you to the side and they're going to say, say, my nigga. I hate using that word. I'm sorry. I, 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 we're getting away from that word as Mexicanos, So Yeah. But, yeah, they're going to pull them to the side and say, hey, man, you got to – um." You got to straighten up, man. We can't do that. You, you've heard the songs. That wasn't just lip service. That wasn't just a song. Yeah. This is the way he was. And so, yeah, I believe him looking down and being really disappointed. Um, And and, and would be the, the dude that would let him know in some way or form or fashion. He might not just tell him, but nah, he would just tell him. Straight up, probably pick up the phone. He get him. He get him to the side, and he call him, or or even get him alone one one place. And I, 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 the pimp that I know would definitely do that, and I would feel like Bumby would be feel the same way. No, but we're all different, man. And uh, that's what I love about you know Houston went through a time, uh, and I'm going back to the '90s, um, when there was not getting any 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 North Side South Side eat whatever you know, rap a lot, this, that, whatever. They weren't, you know, but somewhere around along the lines, they, we clicked and re- people realized even though you're going to have differences, is enough to feed. And Pimp C was one of them. Point Blank was one of them in my circles. Point Blank was one of those guys. Uh, not to say that everybody wasn't thinking the wrong say, It was just talking about speaking up and saying, you know, like, hey, for real, you know.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's with... Uh, and I think everybody has that. Dallas, too. You know, everybody's got somebody in their circles that's going to at least speak up and say, this is what, what we need to do, and this is what we ain't going to do, you know? Yeah. And, uh, you know, we miss them, man. We miss PMC. But, but yeah, you know what? Right. Uh,
0: right before even this went down, you know, it. it you know, because a lot of people usually speak about Houston like, like, man, everybody over there is, is united. You right. know, they, they fucks with everybody. Correct. You know what I mean? And it's it's, it's always uh, like that, but it's but it's it's sad to say that and in, in, out here in Dallas, yeah, you know it's it's not it's really not like that.
1: Correct, and I've said that. So I've been up here for from Houston for over ten years, 11, 12 years, and uh, art rest in peace, my brother, uh, DJ Hollywood, uh, and Reeve. Uh, these are some of the same thing in the chaotic DJs back when the K-O-N, when I first got here, like I mm-hmm. said, 11, 12 years ago, these are some of the same. You're echoing the same sentiments that I was saying then, mm-hmm. and I got to witness, you know, the animosities or whatever, or so-called animosities. Because, like I said, I'm not in those circles. I don't know what's going on, but I can, I like the outsider looking the outside in. Outside looking in, and, and even though I'm in my own city, mm-hmm. I saw it. You know, you could, and then, like, I can't. I, I really can't explain when and i could only point to certain people and say i bet you he had something to do it you know and he had uh-huh. but something happened where everybody said fuck that we're going to we're going to even though we have differences we're going to we're going to work towards the same goal and there's enough for everybody yeah, to eat exactly right and everybody once they caught on to that and you, and i would say around the 90s mid 90s people like you know people really gravitated now look right when i moved to to Dallas 10, 12 years ago, I noticed the same thing in Dallas. And I and I pointed it out. I was like, bro, y'all got the same thing. And it was literally the same. Nobody would get around. They wouldn't get along. Or even if they tried to work together, it would it was sour. It was just kind of like, you know, it's the streets. Yeah. Right. Somebody got smart and said, boom. I haven't seen that. I still haven't seen that happen. I mean on, on certain levels it has, but and maybe I'm just, you know, out of tune out of out of you know, I don't know. Maybe somebody could say right now and be like, ah, you just don't know. It's really happening, but from an outsider again, looking in, I haven't seen it. Yeah. And um it's kinda again, disappointing because there's so much there's there's more than enough for everybody to eat and uh it's a mentality. You got to get over. It's like a big old fucking hump. You got to get over. And like I said, I don't know how, how it happened. I just happened to be a product and be blessed to, uh, again, I was doing music before Carlos. I was doing music and, you know, I was, quote unquote, the first Mexican rapper. Well, shit, I was the first Mexican rapper in Texas. As a matter of fact, I was talking to one of my partners. He's an OG.
0: And uh, yeah, shout out to my boy Raul, man, with a wee ball, man. And uh, I was talking to him, and uh, he was. When I told him you were coming on, he's like, man, he's like, man, that's one of my favorite rappers of all time, man. He's like, man, he put it down for, you know, for Texas, bro. If it weren't for you, there probably wouldn't be SPM. Correct. There probably wouldn't be such and such, such and such, as far as in the Mexicanos and Latinos, you know what I mean, out here in
1: Texas. Right. And that's just real, bro. No, that, I mean, and you know it's because of my brother Shadow. I wasn't a rapper. My brother Shadow was all in the hip hop and everything. I was in the rock and roll. He was, and then at point one point he was messing with the South Park Coalition. By the way, they got a show coming up, uh, in September tenth.
0: September tenth. Yeah, where I'll be down
1: at? there in Houston, uh, doing a thirty fifth annual, oh. uh, South Park Coalition, uh, reunion show. Right, they do it every year, uh, thirty fifth. But we were in the first draft class of of the of the SPC. Uh-huh. And so we were the first Mexican rapper, Latino rappers in Texas, uh, or even in this region basically uh, at the time. And this was back in 89. So dating myself, right? Yeah, This is be- pre 90s, right? This is, And this is all about my brother. I, I wasn't even, I didn't even wanna be a rapper. I didn't know what the fuck, you know, I'm a rock and roller. But because of Shadow, uh, he wanted to be in the SPC. And uh, that's how it all started. Uh, this is like I said in '89, and we became rappers. so four or five years later, Carlos comes up to us, which not to differentiate. it's just kind of like one of the things that my brother's big on because a lot of people I think I didn't I didn't really realize and, you know or, or care. Um, people think, you know, I come to find out people are SPM's the first Mexican rapper. I was like, <laughs> yeah, really? Okay. Well, you, you can ask SPM himself, and you know he's going to let you know too, yeah. which is awesome, because we grew up together. yeah, And so he knows, of course. But it's just funny because five years later, he's like, I'm going to start rapping and everything. And don't get me wrong. Once him and his family got involved in in, in rapping and the whole thing, well, you see what happened, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Build
1: an empire, right? So Dope House is, is definitely a, a conglomerate in Houston, Texas, especially as far as Latino rappers period um but being the first doesn't always mean uh I read a quote somewhere where you know it's hard to be the first right because you don't get all the accolades it's just like the NFL or the or the AFC or the NFC right when they first started the first Super Bowl where was that at it was a college field somewhere and it wasn't even televised but that was the first Super Bowl now look at the Super Bowl right yeah so, same thing, right? So being the first rapper is cool. A Mexican rapper out of Texas is cool. But what I really want people to know about being the first Mexican rapper in Texas was that we didn't do it for the money or the everything. I mean, we wanted to make we wanted to be, you know, make money and be, you know, celebrities or famous or whatever. But to be honest, uh, it was really my brother's dream. And he wanted to do this because, like you said, there were no Latin, there were no Mexican rappers, Mexican American rappers, Latino rappers, Puerto Rican rappers, whatever, Cuban rappers. So he realized, and hip hop to him, if you look at the history, originates with Latinos and blacks, and you know being in that conglomerate in Strong Island, Long Island, out there in New York, and so he was a big hip hop freak man ever since he saw beat street or some whatever the fuck the yeah, movie yeah, was, yeah. so he came home with that shit and he goes you know i'm gonna I'm make music and you're gonna be a rapper and i'm like what the <laughs> fuck out of here i'm not gonna yeah. be no fucking rapper i'm fucking ozzy osborne black sabbath van halen all yeah. day bitch he's like <laughs> give me an electric guitar he's like nah nigga you grim <laughs> i was like who the fuck <laughs> is grim what the fuck that's you motherfucker i was
0: like I mean, so I mean he he just came out of the name out of the
1: blue or Yeah, what? I wasn't Are you serious? I'm not gonna name <laughs> <laughs> I'm Grim. You know, no nah, bro. He and he went through a a a, a list of names. Hey, don't yeah. get me wrong, this you gotta ask Shadow what the list was. But he finally came up to me one day and was like, I got it. I got it. You're grim, you know. Yeah. Whatever, bro. Uh, I need you to take me to the South Park Coalition uh headquarters, which was K Reno's house. And I want you to see, bro, I want you to see but I want I don't want to go and do this by myself. As twins, mm-hmm. growing up as me and my brother, he's gonna do something, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna go with him. He wants me to go, I'm gonna go. If I wanted to do some stupid shit and go to a, a fucking thrash meadow <laughs> yeah. and, and mosh pit, you know, he was gonna go. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't make him all the time, but he would have went. So when he asked me to go do this, I was like, hell yeah. And by the way, I was selling weed and selling so he's like, and they probably want to buy some weed, right? Like, oh, that, so we went. That's the incentive. Yeah, that was <laughs> yeah. the thing. So we went and uh, they really fucked me up because when I got there, I thought they were going to be, <laughs> I don't know what I thought, I thought they were going to be like guys in a circle rapping, you know, like, yeah, yeah. you know, freestyling or whatever. And it wasn't that. It was more of a, uh, kind of a classroom environment, like pin and pad and, and. An instructor. It it seemed like you know, almost like a school, and I dug that. I really was like, that's fucking dope. Uh, And when and another thing, uh, I think it was Karen or somebody. When I walked in, oh, you here for the class or the for the session or whatever? I was like, yeah. Where's your pen and Where's your pen and pad? You know, I was like, I don't know what. I don't. are y'all selling them? Y'all got anybody got a pen and pad? Uh, like I said I was over there to sell weed man I yeah. was like shit, i'm a, I'm trying to get some clients and he's yeah. over here asking for a, if you got a folder and shit. yeah and i he's like are you do you want to do this and I never forget the little spill he gave I was like well I'm here with my brother but yeah I, yeah whatever he wants to do I want to do said, well you got to bring a, you got to bring a notebook <laughs> a, a pen and next time you come you know what I'm saying be on time and everything I was like shit, I didn't even know we were late so it was like a, a classroom environment. Yeah. You're like, hey, can I borrow some paper? And, and I don't know if they would even remember that. Yeah. Like I told this to Car- K Reno, and he was like, "Yeah, all right, whatever." I don't, I don't, I don't remember that. No shit. <laughs> I was like, you know how people come up with their memories and their own, because um, I the own version I don't know of what happened. If you've ever been in therapy, anybody been in therapy? Well, therapy. <laughs> well, I have. <laughs> and and, I have. Too. And, and 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 it's nothing wrong with that. So. But what it makes you really realize is reflect is that what happens is we make up our own history, we make up our own memories, and we we. But it's okay because, uh, it's a it, There's good trauma and there's bad trauma. Okay, that was good trauma. That was some traumatic. That was a traumatic experience I had, and I created this classroom. I think now that I look back and I've talked to K. Reno, he's like, oh, classroom. classroom. <laughs> But that's what I got. That's that's the impression I and I and I went and I walked away with that. Right? Uh And and uh, so from that point on it it, kind of triggered me. Now I didn't know how to I didn't know (laughs) I didn't know a a a one what the fuck the one was or the snare the 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 click or the or what a bar was, you know can you write me a 16-bar rap? And I was like the fuck. My, my brother was the musician. He mm-hmm. was a, played the trumpet in junior high. This is why he wanted to be a producer, because he why he wanted to be in the SBC, because he wanted to make music. But he was like, you can be a rapper. And I was like, what the fuck? And I was like, I drew a little bit and wrote poetry in junior high and high school. I was a big poet. I thought but that was for like, you know, to for attention, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. In those days, for now, people had use social media for attention, right? Oh, yeah. This is how they, they're they they're happy when they're really sad, right? Uh-huh. These were the things that I used to be happy or, you know, when I was... Or to express, you know, myself, right? Uh-huh. And so my brother keyed in on that. I didn't. And he was like, you're, you are you could be a rapper. Like, what the fuck is a You're a songwriter. That's what you are. And I was like, well, oh, that makes sense. I can see that. And so that's what happened with the SPC, man. And... Along those lines, and why I got emotional because if it wasn't for the SPC and me being with K Reno, uh, Dopey Dope d- Dopey of the terrorist terrorist, uh, and Egypty was Egypty was my brother's mentor in music, and Dopey was my mentor in rapping. Okay, because like I said, I couldn't could I didn't know what a rap bar was. Dopey of the terrorist at that time who then later on signed with Rap-A-Lot after Gangsta Nip did. Gangsta Nip signed first. And then Gangsta Nip kind of was the gateway. And then it was like, oh, don't forget these guys. And it was the Dope, the Terrorists. Well, I was really, my brother was really close with the Terrorists because they were our best friends. I know, I knew Dope East since I was uh, in junior high as a kid. They were DJs and we looked up to them like, damn, they're fucking dope. You know, they were, they had a mobile DJ unit. His brother did uh, Deuce. mm mm-hmm. So when he got signed to Rap-A-Lot, we were in that circle, you know, and I was already kind of rapping. And he was already, he was the one who literally, more so than K-Reno, I just kind of idolized K-Reno and Count and everybody else. But Dopey was the one who worked with me word for word, craft for craft, taught me, you know, the ins and outs of, uh, except for, (laughs) which I held a chip on my shoulder for years. Uh, They never taught me the one, though. You know what the one is? You know what the one and the click is, the 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 like the 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 snare like the the count. Yeah, yeah the right. one two three four two two three four three two three four four two three yeah. four one two three four yeah. and you go back to four. A well, country and rap are cousins, right? So country and rap use those, but country is a little bit their cousins with also rock and roll. So they use the little bridge count, which is like a a two count to separate. Anyway. Rap doesn't use that, generally. It's just four counts, eight counts, 16, and everything, right? I didn't learn that until about two or three years after I was rapping. And when I found that out, I kind of held it. I was like, why didn't y'all, being young, and blaming other people, right? Uh-huh. Man, y'all never taught me that shit, man. Y'all was so smart, bad. Though. And then at, when I was young, I. I took it as a chip on my shirt, and I was like, y'all some assholes for that. Yeah. Because I was writing rhymes, <clears throat> and I sound like a fool. And y'all never corrected me. Like, I'm I'm a, I'm a big sports dude, uh, so I want to be coached. If I'm going to be a player in the field, I want to be coached. If I'm not a player in the field, and I'm part of the coaching system, I know how to coach. But I want to be coached. And I was kind of pissed off at all of them. Can't. All of them. Y'all suck, you know, (laughs) and I held a grudge and, and, and and I'll never forget it. It was, a Gangsta Nip was recording with Rap-A-Lot at a studio. I was outside doing push ups and writing rhymes and I was trying to get on Gangsta Nip's album. I was just showing up every day, all day. And I thought my presence, this is again, my young mentality. Like I'm the coldest Mexican, you know. I'm here. Just whenever you're ready, I'll be ready to knock. jump on anything you tell me. <laughs> give me this track. I'm ready. I'll knock it out and whatever it is. At that moment, I was in my prime. So I was like any athlete in their prime, right? I was like, fuck it. Give it to me. Knock it out. I'm there. I'm ready. Put it. me in Oh, coach. you don't like that one? I'll do another one. What the fuck? I, you know what I'm saying? I got. I'm coming. You ain't going to stop me. Well, they never asked me to be on the fucking (laughs) album, and in the middle of that is when I learned the count. So those two kind of had it, gave me a chip. Oh, y'all don't want me on the album, and I had to learn the count by myself. (laughs) So I walked away from that, and uh, I kind of walked away from the SPC, and I said, "I'm gonna gonna do my own album. Do my first, my own album." I say it now, but I don't mean it. But I was like, fuck these motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna do my own shit. And my father believed in my dream, and my grandmother, rest her soul, uh, put money in my shit, put about 10 grand, and we we put out making a matter worse with 10 grand and recorded it in one week. One week. Yeah. That's a whole nother that's a longer story to get to that point, but I was ready for it. But That's fucking with the SBC for years, so I give them all the credit. At the time, I was bitter. A little chip on my shoulder. I wasn't mad at nobody. I was really finding my way, but I can say that now. But at the time, I was like, man, they don't believe in me, you know? Like, what's this? (laughs) God did, you know (laughs) what I'm saying? Yeah, I felt like, you know, it's funny. I say that funny, we're laughing about it now. Yeah. But I was watching that when it, when it, when he you know the, the interview, not when he did it on on the on the MTV, you know, deal. You know. And I was like, I felt that, man. I was like, that was me, bro. That was me as a as the one of the the first Mexican rapper in Texas. And they gave me all that. They 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 made me like, oh you know what I'm mean? saying? You about to make you know what I'm saying? Like going to the, you know, I'm about to get the Heisman. And, and and there was one. No, I didn't get the Heisman. I didn't get the. I didn't get the call on the first draft. I didn't get none of that. I was like, I felt like uh, what's his name? Uh, when he went to Cleveland, <laughs> what's his? Name? What's his, What's the quarterback's name? The, the the white boy. He now he's in over there oh, with the, with, the, with the Panthers. Uh, <laughs> man, oh, fuck, I remember he played over here in Texas. Anyway, hey, make, hey make, Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield. I felt, looking back and realize, you know, I'm just retrospecting, But, mm. you know, when he, you know, and I I could relate to him, bro. I was like, yeah, you, you, but that was me. I fluffed myself. I was like, I'm the motherfucking first Mexican out here. Remember, there was no, at that time, there was no Carlos. There was no, there was nobody around me. So you kind of pulled a, a soldier boy. I did, man. I thought I was. I was like, he was the first. <laughs> I, I, I was feeling myself. I was yeah. really feeling myself. And this is, I can say this now because I'm 52 years old, and I can look back on myself and like, you just a fool, bro. You just thought you were full of yourself. You know. Don't get me wrong. There was a plenty of Mexicano rappers because I had when I first joined the SBC, they made me go battle a handful of Mexican rappers in the neighborhoods. To sh- to that was like almost my. What do they call it? Probation or, or you know, my my, in in, in what, inauguration? No, not initiation. Initia, There's yeah. that's the word. I'm looking. I'm supposed to be the word guy, but initiation. So that was my thing, and I did. I knocked that out. I knocked out a few. Plans. T.P.C.M. was one of them. I love T.P.C.M. because he was one of the. I remember him because why he was one of the. There was M.C. Free. There was all these guys at that time, but I was nobody was on the shelf. That was my drive. That was like. I'm. A, it was a race to the moon, bro. I wanted to be at Sam Goody, at Hastings. You know, on the end caps. I wanted to be the CD, right? Like, okay, you rap in the in the in the parks. Like we all rap at the park. Hold on,
0: in case some of your youngsters that are watching, in case you don't know what Sam Goody is, <laughs> that used to be a record store yeah. when we used to go no, get I our too- music. We didn't have iTunes. We didn't have YouTube. We don't had none of that yeah, shit.
1: Yeah, you had to go to a CD, an uh, actual record Hey, we stores. would either go
0: to Sam Goodies or Warehouse Music.
1: Uh, Soundwaves, yep. uh, Sound Warehouse, yep. Hastings. I mean, I can list them because we would go around town, and I had to personally go talk to these people and say, hey, can I? can?" And, and I worked out a contingency pro- pro- with my own CDs for Southwest Wholesale, for Robert Gillerman, for Matt Gammon. All those people, I, w- I was the one going out there and say, "Hey, shake their hand." You know, in those days, it was hand-to-hand combat. You had to literally go meet motherfuckers. You didn't have your
0: people taking care of it.
1: No, you did. Yeah, but, but part of the program was just like the president, right? You got to go campaign. You got to go shake hands. You got to go, "Hey, man, this is my shit." And let me tell you, the ghetto boys did that shit. Uh, Dr. Dre did that. Snoop. Everybody in that era. Easy. All of them. We all did that. The people you know, before me and after me did that, and that's just the way it was at that time until it went digital, and we already and go look look at history. Digital is not that old, I know. right? Soundscan was way before digital, right? Mm-hmm. Soundscan was our savior. Oh shit, they got Soundscan, so it's no longer. Writing down on a on a notepad. <laughs> like that's how it was before sound So that's why, you know, they got the old payola and everything, you know. People pay their way. And I won't say that, you know, it's not wrong. Shit. Hey, bro. If I had the money and I was doing what I was doing at that time, I would have did the same. So it's all about competition. That I'm a big sports guy, man. So you wanna get in you wanna play in the game with the professionals, you gotta have professional game, right? So that's how it was back then. It was cutthroat as a motherfucker. You know, I'm not going to speak on details, but we all know the rap a lot stories. We all know the dope house stories. We all know the, you know, death row stories and beyond. And, you know, I'm not saying anything new, but the beautiful thing about these streams and everything now is that, you know, thank God uh, artists got, you know, with the Jay Z's and the titles and all that people got smart and started owning their own shit, just like me. I had to re-register my whole catalog. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing, man. So anybody out there doing their music, it's not like you don't know now. When I was growing up, we didn't know that shit. You know? Sad as it is. How many years of fucking, you know, shit. And that, you talk about animosity. You talk about this past weekend at Tycoon. Man. You want to talk about fighting over some bullshit? Man, what about fighting over motherfuckers taking, that you signed with and never paid you. and you, know, you know, if I wanted to fight somebody, I got plenty. I got a room full of motherfuckers I could pick at. But growing up the way I grew up, you know, and that's what was sad to see what happened this past weekend. Is that I know they're from, they're not from my class, my draft class, but. They're not far behind. It's kind of sad to see, like, wow, you know, we haven't changed. Yeah. That's what hurt. We really and haven't gone that that's far. That's what Pimp was what I mean? saying. Look, I'm going to get emotional. That's what Pimp was saying before he passed. We should respect Pimp. We should respect Screw. We should re- respect, you know, uh, we should always look at and give uh our propers for, uh and our you know, let them know, man, we're, we're, our history, man, and what these people wanted. It, it, you can't argue with it. Go back and look what Pimp C's talking about. Go back and look what Screw's talking about. Go back and look at, what you know, the, the fundamentals. That's what I call it. I'm a sports guy, man. You You can play all the sports you want, man. If you don't know the fundamentals, you will never be a pro. Period. Play the fundamentals, man play the fundamental Tim Duncan <laughs> one of my favorite and he's a he's a spur but uh you know that's what i'm saying man you got you got to get back to your fundamentals man so i don't know why i got on that tangent but it's crazy yeah 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 so
0: how many how many albums did you did you actually do with uh with your brother Shadow before you came across SPM
1: so i've only done in my life uh and now now you're making me look funny but four albums so i got making a matter worse i got uh before my time i got the brown recluse and i got sucker punch um so those are only four albums that i had and i did sucker punch after dope house so three albums Uh, really one album that i did before no wait yeah one album that i did solo before dope house and that was Grim making the matter worse. And that was with Filetto, Balasso, Ike Man, and my brother. Well, Ike man, I include him because he wasn't rapping at the time or anything. He was just my, he was my right hand. So he really helped me. He mm-hmm. at the time he didn't realize how much he was helping me write. But being with him and all day, and we were just, let's just say we were doing, we were up to nonsense. And to uh the nonsense we were doing we were up to um uh, and him in my ear man right your man right so he helped me write a lot of the making a matter worse album High yeah man did so i always include him in that album because and i always told him and you gotta write you gotta be in the album he he didn't rap i told him to rap ever since making a matter worse aggravated and he didn't rap i think until the most hated album. so what did you see the same thing that your brother's seen in you Fuck, that's a good question. Damn, I I didn't realize that until you just said that, but I think so. I think Ike Man was the guy that was, we would listen to Ghetto Boys, and he was putting his name in, you know, I I started small time, dope game, cocaine, pushing rocks on the corner, making broke, and he would put his name in in the raps of Scarface Mm -hmm. or his name in the raps of, you know, whoever. So I was like, dude, you can rap. You just ain't wrote a rhyme yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And uh, so he had it. And it's funny because he didn't even start out. He was kind of like the Uh, Jay-Z. He wouldn't write his rhymes. He would go in there and rap like two or three or four lines at a time. And then he'd come out and it'd be like 20 minutes later and he'd go back in there or five minutes or two minutes or whatever. And it was like he was freestyling, but not all at once. And that's how he wrote most of, he, he he recorded most of his stuff in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And then I was like you got to put that shit on paper, man. Come on, man. In those days, you know, we we wrote. So I really wanted him to write, but he he was a project of mine. There's another guy that uh rests rest in peace, man. Uh uh there was a really a project of mine was called Shank. And he was probably one of the best freestylers I ever came across. And uh he was young and uh he was around me for a while and would freestyle everywhere I went. I'm not a good freestyler. I can't freestyle for the shit. Matter of fact, uh when I got with the SPC, you had to freestyle. Yeah. And I was horrible. And I got I got, you know, like imagine boxing, right? Mm-hmm. Well fuck, I got I got beat up every time, <laughs> man. I was like, ah, and then I started to realize I realized okay I know what I gotta do I gotta have rhymes ready. So you ever heard of Mad Libs? Mm. Uh, there's a, there used to be this old thing when you used to, you know when you're in 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 elementary and you did the book club and you would you would say okay I'm gonna get the uh, this book and that book and you you know you tell your mom let me get can I get five dollars. Oh, you, you know, bring up that, that and piece that little, of paper. That little paper that had all the- And then outside it had the yeah, older form. Yeah, and you would just scratch <laughs> off, I <laughs> want this one, I want that. Well, they had Mad Libs. This is a Mad Lib. And back then, and what it was, was they had, in Mad Libs, it was like a, a pamphlet kind of deal. Mm-hmm. And they had sentences, and they would have noun, adjective, pronoun, and you would fill in the blanks. Right? So I wrote my rhymes, and I would- have rhymes written and the ends would be ready, but the middle, I would fill in the blank So when I was rapping, I'd be like, Look at this fool with the LA cap on. Something, something, something. he got that strap on. Da, da, da. So I already had the ends done, but I would really make it personal at the moment. And I was really good at that. Once I learned that I could write Mad Libs or Ad Lib, man, I went off. And uh, Kay Reno, of course, picked it up immediately. Man, you got the same rhyme, nigga. (laughs) You know what I mean? But he's a wizard, right? But he gave me props. He was like, I got to say something. Always be prepared. Like he used me as as an example. One thing you got to be is prepared. Never go into a rap unprepared like this guy. I couldn't freestyle, but I started my freestyle game kind of And nobody understood what it was that I was doing until they understood what it was that I was doing. And they were like, this fool's a genius. I I would go use that because, you know, freestyling at class and in practice was one thing, right, with the team. Mm -hmm. But then you go take that to the game, right? And everybody on the team knows what the fuck I'm doing. (laughs) But when I did it and we went out in public, and I'm like, look at this motherfucker with the crazy ass white shirt. what i you know, he acts squirt, you know, and, and they would be like, ah, he got him, he got him <laughs> he with the bad limbs, he got him. <laughs> you know, and so it was kind of like a game that I played. And even though I didn't have the qualities of other, I made up for it with preparation. Mm-hmm. And that's what he was saying, like, dude, always be prepared. Always, you know, like this food right here. And I made up for you know, and I would, like I said I didn't get into this shit wanting to be a rapper. My brother fucking threw me in this fucking ocean, you know. He was a visionary. Yeah, and I didn't. Ah, oh, man, I'm a I'm a sink, bro. And my brother was like, Nah, you you're you're an artist, you're a poet, and you got the you. I my brother's an introvert. I'm an extrovert. Uh-huh. So people wouldn't believe it when you meet my brother. I think I've been around my brother long enough that people. He's more of like he can tell you, but he really can't. He's really, you know. And I, I, I tell him all the time, fuck, don't fucking take that shit. Tell these motherfuckers, you know. He's like, I'm not like you, bro. I can't. I don't want any problems. I'm like fucking. I like creating problems in in, in certain situations. Yeah, yeah. I'm the same way too. I've mild. I've 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 miled it out. You know, I'm older. <laughs> And I'm like, eh, you don't want to, you know, you don't want to poke the bear all the time. You know, I used to like to poke the bear and run. And look, what the fuck you going to do? You, ain't, gonna do shit. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. ain't doing shit. And now I, I'm i very precise with it, I guess you could say. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, man, don't take no shit, dude. Just, you know, just feel people out, man. Ask questions, you know. Don't be afraid to, you know, ask questions. And don't and don't be afraid to feel comfortable naked, you know, in your skin. Like all you got is You and that's it. Mm -hmm. You know, they might pick you apart. Don't don't freak out. You know, motherfuckers are smarter than you. You're not the smartest motherfucker in this world, right? Yeah. So somebody else. Yeah, somebody's gonna always be able to get a hand on you, but take it, take it with uh like, yeah, I'm a bad motherfucker, though. You can't (laughs) my brother can, you know, I love my brother, man, but he's just a genius, man. What it is. You ever heard you ever been around a prodigy? Somebody who um, can like do shit that people can do after they ma- went to school forever, and like he just picks it up and just does shit, and you know, like, yeah. and people look at them and be like, the
0: fuck, man, how the fuck you figure that out?
1: Yeah, that's my brother. He's and and that's with music, and it took him a while to figure that out. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, me being the rapper later on, I was like. Bro, you realize you're a prodigy, right? He's like, what the fuck is that? I'm like, (laughs) get the fuck out of here. What the fuck you mean? What the fuck? Bro, you are uh, uh, like, you've never learned a note in music? Nah, I don't know. I don't don't read notes. The fuck? And there's a lot of people like that.
0: No, yeah. I got my partner. Uh, I was just telling him before you got here, I have a partner named uh, Gilbert Flores. Yeah. And uh, I call him guillotines. Guillotines on the string. Right. Hey. Same thing. Motherfucker is called on that guitar, bro. You know what I'm saying? But picks it up. Yeah, exactly. He grabs a guitar and he can hear something. So, okay. Bye, 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 bye.
1: So I told my brother, my brother's a really core guy. Mm-hmm. And I'm a very research. I'm very um I wanna know. And mm-hmm. I don't want to talk about what I know until I know, no, what I know. Or at least I've looked enough into it to feel comfortable to be to say out, outwardly. Nah, <laughs> yeah. So I told my brother, I said, "Nah, bro, you don't understand. You you got Juilliard type, you know, potential, bro. You know, naturally, you have a gift." I said, "Shadow, what you do, I can't do. I can't fucking. It's a foreign language." And I'm like, "Bro, you don't understand. And you pick up this shit, and you don't. I've watched other people that." do this for like a musician, for instance. And then you go in there and do some shit and they're like, how the fuck did this motherfucker just pick up this, you know, whether it be an instrument or even figuring out the tech technical shit Mm -hmm. of doing engineering. They're like, dude, have you ever gone to school for the engineering? He's like, nah, but I mean, it just fits right here. It just, I'm like, that's some fucking prodigy shit right there, bro. You see, you ever seen those movies? where they see the mathematical, (laughs) every, you know, yeah, that's my brother, like, That's how you see music, bro. And that's how I see lyrics. That's how I see words. Mm -hmm. And that's why I get mad when I stumble on, or I should say I beat myself up about stumbling on words because I'm very precise on words. I've been studying words. When I started rapping, I wasn't studying words until about three years later. And I was already rapping for three years. Then I realized, Oh, oh, I'm a, I'm a word guy. Then I was like, oh fuck, I want to know every word and what they mean, even if I use them or not. I just want to know it. And I became one of those guys who so like, I want to know what the fuck every word and every way you can say this, mm-hmm. wordy, verbose, <clears throat> you know, like shit like that, <laughs> you know, yeah, I don't know what the fuck. <clears throat> and use them. I like, I like getting the reaction when I get raised eyebrows and I say, I'm very verbose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what the fuck does that mean or people know what that means but i'm just saying yeah yeah i get it I, I get a kick out of that type of shit i'm a people watcher you're a people watcher
0: yeah it's funny because uh it's funny because uh i got my partner at work and sometimes uh he brings his lunch so i'm like well come on i'll take you down the street to go warm up your lunch and we'll pull up to a qt or a racetrack mm. And we will post up right there. You know, he'll go inside get his lunch, and I'm like, ah, I don't want to go anywhere. I'm just gonna post up right here. And that's that's kind of what we do: just sit there and people watch. Yeah, you know what I mean. And uh, yeah. and just and we'll we'll be there for about an hour, and we'll be tripping out of all the shit we see. Man, you know what crazy. I mean. So yeah, I mean I
1: can relate to that. I'm big on that. I well, when I was, I've always been a people watcher. But so imagine when I started doing more on the road, right? And being a people watcher, I was like, oh, this shit's going to be cool. I'm going to sit at this airport and watch everybody. Oh, man. I used to, that used to be my thing. And that's how, I, Uh, that's what really was a strong thing between me and my wife um, and why our relationship worked in the beginning because we were a long distance relationship, right? I was, I lived in Houston. She lived in Dallas for two years. That, that already was, imagine if I never even went out of town or anything, just living in Houston and her living in Dallas was already a separation, but I was gone. I was all over the world. I mean, all over the place. Mm -hmm. And, but what kept us together was a little bit of that. Always the storytelling, always this and that. And Me always telling like, man, you you won't believe the shit I saw. And she's a people watcher. So we always connected with that shit. And we talk about it still to this day, because uh, now when we go out and do date night, right? That's what we do. Like you just said, we sit there, and we, we expect to go out for dinner for an hour, you know? Yeah. We'll be sitting somewhere for like three fucking <laughs> hours, man, at a bar. You know, we wind up, let's fucking just go to the bar. We just ate. Uh, Are y'all done for that? Yeah, we'll go ahead and flip. let you flip your table, right? Because we don't want to, they want to turn their tables, mm-hmm. right? Hey, y'all got a bar? <laughs> oh, he understand. They understand the game, right? Yeah, we'll go to the bar. And we would just watch people. And we'll there. We'll be there for two or three hours sipping on drinks, we're not trying to get stupid, and cracking up on everybody, dude. (laughs) Especially the special people. Yeah. You know, so I have my favorites, but I won't get into detail, but there are certain people.
0: You know what's a good one that people watch is at Walmart.
1: Walmart, uh, the mall, airports, um, your favorite restaurant, especially when there it's a it's a restaurant where you get a uh, a lot of different people. Yeah. Which is where we go purposely. Bishop Arts, uh farmers market. Let me tell you <laughs> in Dallas, you want to know where to go watch people? I'll tell you right now. Farmers market uh before 6 because they close they close <laughs> you early. Before 6. Yeah, uh yeah, for some reason they close early. Uh the malls, man. And and it's gotten crazy. Like the malls are now uh, flea markets, <laughs> bazaars. Yeah, yeah. But it's still a good place to go see people. And uh, anytime you get a chance, where they're gonna have like an art. You ever been to the art district, where they got the food trucks out there? Oh yeah, yeah. And they got Clyde Warren. And when they do the artsy <clears throat> stuff, not because uh, believe me, we were like, oh shit, we could do this every weekend. My wife and I. This is what we do. We go out and watch people. We're gonna go out tomorrow. As a matter of fact, you got any suggestions? We're we're thinking about the truck yard at Katie you ever been there? Mhm. a truck yard on at Katy Katy Trail. At Katy Trails, yeah. Yeah. And then uh we might go to you ever been to a speakeasy? Mm-mm. Out here? You know what a speakeasy is. Right? uh uh-uh. So, speakeasy started in Chicago. I'm a big fucking you ever been to Chicago? You got to go. You been to Chicago? You got to go. It's one of my favorite places you you go to visit and you don't go to live, okay? <laughs> but you got to go um I'm a big uh, I'm in the history. My my dad's, we're, my family's in the history, and so I particularly like my history to be. Uh, well, I like geographical history, but in America, I like mafia, uh, mob stories. Like oh, yeah. that's my thing. My brother's a big thing on that Godfather. So I went to Chicago, and I jog too. I jog, uh, do ten k, five k's. Well, not so much anymore. But when I was younger, when I was on the road, I would go jog. In Chicago, they have an underground city called Emerald City. You ever heard of that?
0: Yeah, I've heard of it. I okay. don't know what's underground.
1: It's a real street system. You gotta go check it out. So look it up. Uh I don't wanna go, you know, spend too much time on that. Yeah. Uh but there are a speakeasies, and what a speakeasy is back in the days in Prohibition, there were these places where you had to know the code to get into these places to drink alcohol. Right? Mm-hmm. This is you know, just like before that well now fuck it's recreational remember when we we couldn't smoke weed imagine if there was a spot where you could go smoke weed if you knew the code or you knocked on a certain door or you went to this phone booth and behind the you know slapped the door left to whatever you get in or you they slide the door and you say uh you know cats and carrots you know and you're like okay i'm you know they let you in that's what they did back in Prohibition days. Uh, we're talking Al Capone, uh. right? And you went down into these secret bars and restaurants where they would go, and you could drink alcohol and, and see the shows and all that stuff. Well, they still have those places. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, you go to you go and go to Chicago or New York or anywhere else, but Chicago was prevalent because that's where kind of I guess it started. Mm-hmm. or that's the origins of those times. And this is in the 30s. This is the 1930s. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went down there and had to go, right? I had to go. And it's, it's freaking awesome. You, and they still play it up like it's the 30s. So, so you got to go maybe eat dinner. And then at dinner, he goes, what's the code to the speakeasy, you know? And, then, <laughs> and they'll say 2510. And you go down to this old phone booth somewhere in the back of the the restaurant, in the back of a room. You go, turn to the left. You look, there's a phone booth. And on the phone, you like, you put the numbers and pfft, a door opens. You're like, what the fuck? And you go back there and there's a fucking bar. That's dope. And a restaurant and everything. That's and dope. you just go back. And it's really cool. So nowadays, they play it up. And uh, you can do that shit in Dallas. There's- La Mina, there's a few places. Somebody told me not too long ago, I think it was my little cousin. He was
0: telling me, he's like, Yeah, bro, I went to this place and it looks like a candy store. And then out of nowhere, they they open this, this secret door. There and you go. You walk in and there's a club. Yeah. It's popping. Yeah. I was right. like, Oh, shit.
1: So similar shit. That's the kind of shit. So my wife and I, we do, we like to go. That's what happens when you get older, man. You don't want to go clubbing no more and get shot at. <laughs> so you, you go do stuff. Adults, shit. and uh, yeah. another spot is uh, you ever have seen a a dinner club? You ever been to a dinner club? Mm-mm. It's where you go eat dinner and they entertain you. And they have man, it's dope. You, you, you get real entertainment. I mean, you get people playing on the pianos. You get well, usually there's some chicks swinging on some swings somewhere, and it's kind of like, like a sal- saloon type. It's almost like the old cabaret style, like the original Vegas cabaret. Now people think cabaret they think of just, you know, strip club. Yeah. But no, the and the old cabarets it was a show, you know, with 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 bitches with no no bras on, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I shouldn't say bitch. I'm sorry. With ladies, <laughs> Lady. with no bras on. But you know, that was the thing, right? And so uh-huh. you I've been to a dinner, you got to go check that out. They have them. That's what I love about Dallas, and I'm sure they're all over the place in Texas and Houston. But uh, being out here and hanging out and doing stuff like that. Staycations, you ever do the staycation? Look, I'm treating, I'm, t- I'm showing Dang. you all the old shit to do. <laughs> when you got a wife and you got a kids and you got families, you go ship your kids off with the family somewhere. Or, I'm I might have to call you in the, I'm to call in the weekend. It's like, hey, somewhere. Grim, Let's let's go. And what you do is you go get a, you know, you go to the Omni or you go somewhere else and you act like you flew out of town and went and got a hotel somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. but you're in downtown. And, yeah. you, you know, that way in case, you know, somebody calls and says, your kid is, you know, you know throwing up over here, oh, well, fuck, you got to... Okay, I'm on my way. But, yeah, but so we usually do that in like Grapevine or somewhere else, get yeah. out or Airbnb, do some shit like that. But without the kids, kids are great. Oh, yeah. They're even greater when they're not around. <laughs> 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 no, nah, I'm just kidding. Yeah. No. Nah. So
0: one thing I wanted to ask you, so... um. You said earlier you had said that um when you started rapping like 5 years later SPM correct started rapping yeah so yeah how 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 did that how did that go and or how did you or did you already know each
1: other or oh yeah oh yeah yeah i knew i knew we knew SPM i knew carlos uh, I went to, we went to uh, the old famous Hartman Middle School, right? Mm-hmm. And this is where we're in middle school. So this is way before. I didn't start rapping until after high school. So we went to middle school together and we knew around the same circles. He ran around the same. But we didn't really hang out together, but everybody knew each other, just like, you know, in school, right? Yeah. Then later on, after high school, my brother introduced me to the South Park Coalition. He dragged me into this rap world that I didn't want to be a part of at first. And we started, we started, uh, we, we put an album out, you know. And once we put this album out, in those days, you had to go to the flea market or what they call out here, bazaars. And we would rent a table uh, or we would go promote everywhere. I mean, I, I hired, so we would rent a table, sell CDs or sell cassettes. And we were making money that way and just really trying to promote and make make a noise, make noise for ourselves. After a few years of that, and, you know, like I said, people in the neighborhood where you you get popular, you you start to be like a street celebrity, right? And so everywhere we went, we'd do car shows. Back in those days, it was car shows. So you imagine doing a car show every weekend uh, or a flea market and not just in Houston, San Antonio and Dallas, Trader's Village and this is what the markets we were hitting mm-hmm. and we took it as a, a a street business right so we went from just making music straight to making money right and and i don't mean that we were you know a, on a label and that yeah, was yeah, yeah. that wasn't it we were making money just hustling print some cd's up and i mean legit cd's not the the kind you just put a little print <laughs> on i mean we we spent some money and made some CDs cuz we were following we were following the 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 we were looking at rap a lot and those you know and jive records and all these people like and we were trying to emulate those guys yeah so we wanted to put good product out just like the ghetto boys were right so we found out how to do it yeah and we started instead of you know doing what rap a lot was doing and putting it in the stores at that time we were doing it in the bazaar or the flea markets and then we worked our way into this into I'm sorry into the the stores. Well, Carlos saw that shit and after a few years he said, man, I'm start rapping. Was that at the blue? You know, here's the story. His story is he saw something on TV and I don't know the details, but it said rap on TV. Uh And when he saw that on TV, it was like a message to him that he was supposed to rap. He was supposed to be a rapper or whatever. And I don't know the details of it but it's kind of like that kind of a thing where you can imagine you watching TV and you're like oh rap right, you. you know whatever he saw it made him feel like that's you you need to do that. Yeah. So shortly after that he catches up to me uh, at a Circle K and then we drove from the Circle K to my in front of thank you in front of my house. Mm-hmm. And and he's telling me that whole story about um I'm gonna be a rapper now, and and I'm gonna start making music. And he he already had a song, but it wasn't anything that we'd ever heard, like you, anybody else has heard since. He showed me a song. Now here's the funny thing: he showed me a song, and this is the truth. Like, this is my opinion. This is my recollection. You know, I said earlier, yeah, right? yeah. This is my 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 memory of it. Um, so he comes and shows me a song, right? And when I heard it, he kind of sounded like, at that time, like 3-2 and uh, like more of like the really though, you know, bitches ain't shit, you know, which by the way, that's a 3-2 thing, not a Snoop, stup- you know, the the whole, uh, we don't love them hoes. Yeah. That's 3-2, that's bro. Just so y'all know, right now I'm letting y'all know that's 3-2 and, and, and uh, you know, that whole thing that Snoop had at that time. That's all, like I said, three, two. Well, that's what kind of like Carlos sounded like. Really though. And they don't love these hoes and blah blah blah. And I was like, it's cool. You rapping. I like it. Cause he was asking me, so one thing about my brother and I, we're about criticism. Yeah. Straight constructive criticism and whether you can take it or not. We've always learned from my parents to take it. I'ma tell you, you know, you might not like it. The truth hurts, right? So I was telling him straight up. I said, man, that's cool. I, you know, you're doing shit. But I remember telling him, you sound like so-and-so. You sound like 3-2. You sound like somebody, everybody else. Mm-hmm. And what SPC sh- showed me and the reason why I stopped listening to rap and stopped listening while I write is so that I'm not influenced by that. Don't get me wrong, I love rap music, especially I'm a rapper. But when I'm writing, I try to separate myself from that. And I'm going to be honest, you sound like that. Bro, maybe a month, two months later, we're at Boomerang. All right? And we're outside and 97.9, the box, it's the beat here, right? Yeah. 97.9, I forget all the time. I get it mixed up the box, and they had a simulcast that was outside. So it had the van out there, and I forget who was the, the host of it, but he would be out there and say, oh, we over here at the boomerang, you know what I'm saying? It's going down at the club, whatever. And we used to show up. We used to drive out there and be with that dude. Man, we gonna act like, and he would love it. Oh, act like there's people out here. Oh, we out here doing crazy. And he would let us do spit rhymes, and sometimes just to act like it was crunk yeah. outside. Well, Carlos showed up one night to the boomer at, you know, um, you know what I'm saying? So he comes in, gets on the radio, we all go and uh that night he shows us My Revenge. You ever heard of that song? Yeah. It's My Revenge, it's... bro. I say bro. When I heard that and I was like, "Who Who, who is who's that?" That's me, that's me. <laughs> and, and I'm like, wait, wait, wait. Play it again? And it's, the whole nasal, right? Yeah. I was like, that's you, bro. He was like, that's me. And he started playing the other song. It's kind of before he put it out. This is like mixed. It hadn't been mixed enough. I said, that's it, bro. That, whatever you. Whatever that is, that's it. That's you, bro. He's like, I said, bro, that's that's so different. I there now nah, you gotta understand, I don't think there was even Cypress Hill at that time. So, with what Be Real does, it's mm-hmm. the same kind of the same thing. So, I don't even think Cypress Hill was out at that. And if they were, it was still so distinct. I was like, bro, ain't nobody doing that. I said, bro, that's you got something right there and like yeah you think so is that, bro so he did hustle town right mm-hmm. the next album no not hustle town that was hillwood the next album was hustle town that was it once he once he dropped hustle town he 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 commanded houston now remember i was one, the first rapper Living on a cloud. <laughs> like like I first I put my shit on the shelf, right? I'm riding. And he's asking me what I gotta do to put to get on, you know, the bazaars or the fleet to make money, right? I'm mm-hmm. making money. I'm I'm street good, you know what I'm saying? And I'm selling dope. You know, I'm selling weed. I'm happy. I'm you know, <laughs> I'm I'm good. Yeah. You know what I mean? He was like at that time in the future, I would relate it to like 50 cents. <laughs> there was a moment before 50 Cent came out when anybody in New York or the, or anywhere could put something out and it was like you good you just you know do your shit you you know you handle your shit you gonna, you gonna make when 50 Cent came out remember Ja Rule was running shit oh yeah what happened? blow my throat do y'all remember 50, 50 Cent's uh mixtapes before he dropped Go back and look at the... Go back. If y'all don't know that... If y'all don't know why Ja Rule fell off the way he did single-handedly by 50 Cent, that's what I'm saying. I'm I'm, I'm a wealth of experience and knowledge, bro. I've been watching and doing this shit because of my brother for 30, 40, 30 plus years, 35 plus years. Fletto, all of us. Go look at what... 50 Cent was doing with his mixtapes before he dropped Wangster, because when he dropped Wangster, and that was before in the club. Yeah, check it out, bro. Go look. But the shit he was dropping before Wangster, he was hitting everybody in the industry. He made everybody go look. I can't even. Re- I I don't like doing. It's like Bible verses. Yeah, yeah you yeah. can't. Quote the verse if you don't know the verse. Yeah. I don't want to be quoting verses, but I'm telling you, go look and listen to the shit he was saying on his mixtapes about everybody in the industry. And he was fucking everybody. I'm glad I wasn't out in the industry <laughs> at that time. And that's what happened. Cause when he went uh legit nationwide, or you want to call it a commercial. And let me tell you, you know, they talk about the Illuminati. And uh, and this and that narrative and everything. Mm. A lot of that's true and a lot of that's fake. So just take that for what I just said. Mm. Right? That's Illuminati in the sentence, in the phrase. A lot of that shit's true, a lot of that shit's fake. Yeah. Okay. Bro, did he live by a narrative? I don't think so. I think he lived by 50 fucking cent. And that was an inspiration to me because remember, at that time, I don't know if anybody gave a fuck. And the reason why I only bring that shit up is because it was prevalent. It was a very big deal kind of in our industries. People were looking at people going, you got to do this to do, to be that. Mm-hmm. And when I saw 50 Cent do what he did, I was like, nah. No, you don't. Because if that's the narrative, the only thing I can say about that would be that they were getting so far away from a public enemy and mm-hmm. that whole shit. The message. That's my scary shit. Is like I didn't like the the way, uh, the industry got away from that, the knowledge. Yeah, you know the brand new being, bro, the uh, original where where it, it all originated from. Public Enemy, message. Okay, you know you want to back your ass up, cool. But 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 back that shit with a message, and that's what the with the radio and everything. Uh, let me tell you, I'm I'm telling you. I'm just saying this because, and I don't want to be, I don't give a fuck if I'm canceled or not, but I saw it. I I walked around, I went around with, behind somebody else, not me, Bash, you know, or somebody else going in those rooms with the radio and the other people. I, I watched what they're programming and what what's out there, and it's been what it is now. It was like, uh, you know how you get a mosquito bite? You know what I'm saying? You think it's a mosquito bite, and then you like, oh, shit, maybe it's a spider bite. <laughs> oh, fuck. What the fuck? Is-? And then it gets so big, you're like, what the fuck is this? It Like, what happened? It's not even. And then you go to the doctor, and they're like, oh, no, that's cancer. They're like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. That's what music I've watched happen. Yeah. Same fucking thing. It looked like a mosquito bite. Eh. Less message, more of this bullshit. Now it's all the bullshit, no message. Yeah. And that's kind of sad to me, bro. That's why I think we're at where we're at. It's, I would go, I'm go. i going to go back to this weekend, but we've lost our way. And that's why, you know, have you seen that meme with with uh, <laughs> Pimp C on the fence? No, actually, I haven't seen it. Oh man, he's looking disgusted, right? And it's like Pimp C from the gates of heaven looking down. On oh the yeah, face. yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I was right, yeah. yeah they, whoever get did that, they they caught it in a nutshell. I'm like, that's it. I'm just saying this because I I know I knew Pimp, I know him. Mm-hmm. I talked to Pimp. It, we talked to Screw Man. Being from where I'm from, and I feel like if you were from Dallas, and there's anybody else in that circles that that I happen to. That's just how Houston is, man. We 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 overcame some shit. We were fucked up. We didn't care about each other. And all of a sudden, look at what Bum, D, Bum B did at the rodeo this past year. Come on, man. You gonna pull like that shit day. off in Dallas? Who's gonna pull that shit off in Dallas? And I'm not talking down on Dallas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just speaking facts. No, it is. It I, is, wish, what it is. I wish. I wish. And in the minds of Cedric. <laughs> I wish we could do that. I wish we could see that. Because now I feel like even though I'm a Houstonian at heart and to the root and to the bone, I've been here long enough, I feel the Dallasites. I really do, man. Mm-hmm. I'm not a Cowboys fan, but <laughs> I I would like y'all to see, you know at least win a game in the postseason. Goddamn, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Shit, I live here. Have but- you covered what you wish for? It oh, might happen, <laughs> nah, look, man. Look, y'all doing better than these Texans ever will. Yeah, they, got, yeah. they got the worst culture in the- Hey, I, I look up to the Cowboys, and meaning in what I'm saying, relating it to yeah. the rap thing and everything. Hey, look, the Cowboys are looking like the Houston, the Houston rap. They got more culture, in the Cowboys now they they need some coaching, and they need some you know need, yeah. need to stop making penalties. That's discipline, by the way. That's discipline. We don't even got a culture in in, in the in the Texans. And that's kind of like how Dallas rap is. There's no culture. And it's sad because, yeah, K-N-O-N for years been trying to hold the string together. But to no avail, it seems like, man, just somebody talking loud in the room. When is it ever going to happen? Like when these motherfuckers realize we can all eat. You know that, right? We can all eat. Look what they're doing in Houston right now. I'm missing out on Tycoon, Tycoon 50 Cent moved to, bought a house in Houston. What does that tell you? Well, for one, Texas doesn't have any state tax. That, that would definitely bring anybody from outside of <laughs> Texas who's <laughs> spending all this money you know, on shit. So they yeah. got money, that kind of money. So that's why I say he bought a house. But he didn't buy a house in Dallas. Nope. Right? Yep, you're right. And why? Because in his world, that's where it's at. That's where the unity's at. That's where they asked him about what happened this past week and he said, who? <laughs> but I don't think he meant who like that. Yeah. I think he meant like I'm not gonna. That's his way of saying I don't talk on that. Sh- I don't speak on that shit. You know? None of my business type. It's none of his business. He's from he's from New York. He's yeah. from, you feel me? It's yeah, like yeah. You can't uh, and he, speak on. He that was very smart in, for yeah. him in 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 a very clever but, and player and gangster mobbish ass way to say ooh, That's some New York type shit. That's where we need to get to. We get to that level where it's like, come on, man. We don't speak on. We don't even talk about nonsense. We get into it because why? Because it's 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 like what the fuck? I thought they were brothers. Yeah, but they are. That's what people don't miss nowadays. They're so involved in the sensational. Do you see that shit? My brother called me. Did you see that shit? I was like, yeah, I thought about it, man. Looks like us. He's like, you're right. Like on our show. We, you know, my brother and I, we, we have a show at the same time you have a show every Wednesday. Yeah. You know, on Instagram. So it's kind of hard. I only get to, see, get to catch the second half of your show. You know, because we stop at eight. Yeah. But uh I go back and look at your show and and I really dig what you're doing, man. And I told you that last time, yeah, we, yeah where we were at. Um it takes people like you, and that's why we had you on our show. Um, it it like I said, man, you're innovating. You're you're even though you're not the first, but you're the first. You know what I'm saying? Because believe me, people are gonna come after you, behind you, and I mean in our circles. Yeah. Right? They're gonna be like, Oh shit, if he can do it. I could do it, right? Yeah, And you're proving even to me and my brother, cause we want to do a podcast. We've been sitting on it and everything. And I always point to you. I'm like, man, this dude, now he's doing it on his own. My brother's like, oh, we we can't do it. I was like, bro, well, we're out of town. I said, man, you sound like, I won't say who, I was (laughs) almost said who, you sound like somebody else you've been hanging around with for the past six, seven months. Yeah. That he's not with no more. I said, you can't sound like that dude no more. You got to be like, what's next? Yeah. So I applaud you, bro. Hey,
0: I appreciate it, man. Especially, you know, coming from uh from you, man. You know what I mean? You know, you have a lot of accolades under your belt, <laughs> man. And uh, like I said, you were there when the whole dope house, you know, began and took off.
1: Yeah, man. Uh. That's Carlos and his family that's a beautiful thing his uh if you would have gave if he would have did anything you would have thrown at him and his family they would have made it an empire like they did with rap so if you would have been if he would have been a fashion designer <laughs> or you know what I mean yeah or if he would have been into what well, I was just listening because my brother I was cracking up I was telling the shadow I said man you were this close to being a freestyle uh producer <laughs> You know, you know, what is it? Uh, what's, what's the freestyle? Uh, money be and all that. Dun,
0: dun, 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 dun. <laughs> dun, dun,
1: dun. That's all my brother, you know, so the, the land hip hop era, bro. <laughs> so, little Susie. but my brother was a break dancer. I said, That's the one thing that saved you, shadow. Because he, my brother's a you know, when he was he's married and he's, he's happily married now and everything, but when he was a kid, he was uh, girl crazy. And and, and and the ladies do and you know those songs yeah, that, yeah. That, that's what the girls like you know so that yeah. was shadow dude i was like shadow if you weren't a break dancer, like hip-hop hip-hop yeah you would have been a freestyle you would have been a freestyle producer all day dog you would still be trying to be, you would try to be bringing freestyle back right now yeah 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 He's like, you're right, dog. I ain't gonna lie. You're right. I said, bro, I, we were loud. We were cracking up about that shit uh, recently. I said, you would have never been with Carlos. You would have been with like uh, Angelina and Lil Susie. Little Susie. Produced a high record with uh, Stevie B. Stevie B. You would have been all on that. I said, Shadow, you would have tried to dance. You would have tried to been a rap. You would have tried to. A he would have found all the tube before all tube was all the Oh, man. That's funny shit. Uh let Shadow see this too because <laughs> don't lie, Shadow. Yeah, so uh
0: <laughs> so basically it was it was all three of y'all that kinda
1: kinda you could say, I mean, created dope house, right? Well, like I said, Shadow, so we were doing rap before Carlos came and 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 asked, you know, hey, whatever. But like I said, man, him and his family could sell they were selling everything out of that warehouse they had that warehouse already and they were selling phone books and clothes and i mean they were any get rich money quick motherfuckers is what they were their family and yeah. i don't mean that in a in a in a in a bad way i yeah, mean yeah. like god dang they everything they touched was literally ghetto gold man i'm serious so for him to get into music i'm talking about spm yeah. carlos for him to get into music and the way we sold music, which I was a dope dealer, right? Uh-huh. So we sold music like it was dope. That's why he has the slogan, Dope Sells Itself, right? Because he was a crack child. He sold dope. We also, you know, that's that was our that's how we all came up, right? Uh and, and not by any because we wanted to. It was just a product of the environment, right? Yeah. And my brother wasn't a dope seller right he he couldn't sell dope for the his life man uh, trust me we tried uh, <laughs> but uh so it, 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 and he was a product of like i said we were so when he caught on to what we were doing and he took that that formula basically this is how you do it press some shit do 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 him and his family ran off with it and went crazy within a year there were they were beyond right, and then a year later, him and his brother, from what I understand, go and meet up with Universal, and the rest is history. They get five million, four point five, almost five million dollars. I mean, in to a guy, or us, or you, or anybody else, give yourself five million dollars now. Forget back when five million dollars was worth five million dollars, yeah. <laughs> now, you know. What I'm saying? Give yourself five million dollars now, what would you do, right? With what you have. Yeah. Right? Where would you be, right? You build an empire. Of course. Correct. Because that's the type of person you are. Well, imagine Carlos, he's like that, and his family were that times ten. His sister, I mean, before you knew it, dude, they were they were at every show. Every car show. Now, this is a car show circuit. Car shows aren't what they were then. But back then, car shows was the way to get around, oh, yeah. all right? And that was one, one vehicle. We were doing, like I said, the uh, flea markets and everything else in between, right? But the car shows were the circuit. And I don't mean just low rider. I mean, any car show that came around that went around the uh, the state. She was on top of all that. We were trying to catch up. And we were doing great. But then they come and it's like, oh man, dude, we gotta go. now we gotta go to every car show. What heat wave, low ride? We had to do because that's what they were doing, and it was just hard. It was just, and then he came with Hustle Town. It was over. It was, it was. He used the same formula, but amplified it, and you know we look back, we laugh, and my brother, you know, and he might even laugh and say, nah, I, 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 you know everybody's gonna say that, like I said, this is my history. This is my memory. Interpretation. Right? Yeah. And he might say, you know, there's always, what, three three sides to the story, Mm -hmm. right? Your side, my side, and the truth. So he might say, you know, no, but yeah, man, he came to me, Circle K, don't lie, he didn't come to me in Circle K (laughs) and tell me you were gonna start rhyming and how do you do this shit? This is what, and I just opened my book because, again, like I said earlier, we weren't so focused on the money then. We were focused on we want to do this shit, and there's not enough Mexicans doing this shit. So we really wanted the company, but we didn't, and nothing against you know. It's not like oh man, black guys everywhere we go. Yeah. No, that wasn't the feeling. We loved it. We were we we wanted to be in the community. We wanted to be, but we also wanted more of me in the community, right? Yeah. We wanted, and there's other Mexicans that are doing this shit, but they're just not here all the time. They're just not, well, shit, we're going to try to do it. And that's why when Carlos said he wanted to rap, we're like, fuck yeah. And so-and-so wanted to do, fuck yeah, let's do it. But on the level like we were doing it, because there were Mexican rappers, uh-huh. but who's going to put an album out? Carlos came to me and said, I want to fucking press a CD like you're doing. Well, I learned this from the SPC, right? Yeah. So I just thought of everything I learned from the SPC I showed it to him on like i said this fool took it to the we'll look at him yeah right proud of him man i mean i mean to this day like i said my brother and him are going through downs right now they're going through valleys but i will never turn and my brother's the same way uh always looking up for our our neck for our brothers man yeah Uh, we might disagree i always use this scenario You think everybody on the Cowboys, like on the line, right? They're all lined up, ready to take a snap. And everybody on the line, you think all four or five of those guys love each other or like each other? Maybe not. There's probably two guys standing in the line, ready to snap the ball next to each other. Guard, tackle. Hate each other. Can't stand each other, right? Mm -hmm. But the thing is, they're professionals. And the thing is you work you you play for an organization, which is the Cowboys. And the thing is when the center snaps that ball, you do your fucking job. Mm-hmm. And we all work together to be champ you know to, to make a first down, to win the game, to be champions, right mm-hmm. So you can agree to disagree. you can hate each other. you, you can even downright fucking hate each other. can't stand the sight of each other. But when the fucking ball is on the fucking line and the clock is going and you snap the ball, you're going to block for that dude, right?
0: Mm -hmm. Of course.
1: And that's the thing about this whole thing with what happened this past weekend with Trey and them. Bro, they're on the same team. Regardless, even though they don't play together, they've been on the same team for years. Just like me and Mm Filetto. Just like me and Ike, man. Just like me and Lord Loco. Me and Lord Loco had two fights. I had a fight with Troublemaker. Fists that's why I say if there were phones then they'd be saying oh you know and and, and I I tell trouble when I see him to this day we have a saying that we say in my circles uh when we hang up with each other we say I love you man to man you know I know I'm not your 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 girlfriend or your wife or your, but when I know you and I say and we we talk to each other I'm gonna say just like I tell my brother hey trouble I love you man I love you we always do that and that's been something we started a long time ago, and I think they have those same things, even though it's unspoken mm-hmm. and it's not said. That's what I know, and that's why I reacted the way I did when you showed me those videos. Because I'm like, this is these these people are family, bro. This, this 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 goes deeper than us, you know. Watching this shit, you know. Yeah, and that's why I say, even with Carlos, you know, like I said, my brother and, and Carlos are going through differences at this time, at this moment. Uh. What is it? Nine? What is it? September the second. Let's just mark this memory. They're going through it, right? But they agree to disagree, man. They're gonna come down the line. They're gonna get down the line, and you know, and hopefully, be on speaking terms. Yeah. <laughs> so, so did
0: you? Did your brother start uh, producing after Hustle Town or?
1: No, he was producing before Hustle Town. Hustle Town, like I said, you mean. For At SPM. For SPM? Yeah. Oh, that's a good question. Um, damn. You'd have that's a shadow question. But probably around that time. Because I know Fletto was. I know Falletto's Folletto's on the album. Yeah. So it just makes sense that if Fletto was recording or making music or whatever, Shadow Shadow's always been in the background. Like I said, I started rapping because of Shadow. So they say I'm the first rapper, Mexican rapper in Texas. Well, I wasn't the first Mexican rapper if it wasn't for Shadow. So who started it? Shadow started it, right?
0: So, yeah, Grim, I kind of wanted to ask you about uh, how did uh, the whole, you know, meeting Baby Bash and all that
1: take place? Bash. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Uh, That's before 2000. That's crazy. Us 98, 99, 98. Um bash, okay, so bash was in a group called Latino Velvet with Kid Frost, right? Kid uh-huh. Frost, Baby Bash, JT from uh you remember that song uh Back to the Hotel. Was it J- JT Money? Yeah, JT uh JT Money, no. JT was in a group called Into Deep. Okay, yeah, yeah. And then there was Cisco. So Bash, Kid Frost, JT, and Cisco were in a group called Latino Velvet. SPM used to invite from what I this like my my recollection SPM used to invite Kid Frost down to all the car shows mm-hmm. right and like I said Kid Frost was in a group at the time Latino Velvet so one of the times that Kid Frost came down he brought Bash Bash was Baby Beach at the time Baby Beach was his name so he comes down with with uh Frost and uh he comes out of the dope house and at the studio and we're there and we're working and uh, me and Bash click. Like the chemistry was automatic from day one, from day one. um, So before you know it, we, we, it, time passes. He comes back and forth. He find, and he finally starts and says, I'm going to stay in Houston. Well, when he came to stay in Houston, we stayed at this apartment. It was like eight of us, happy P. Uh, this was all these Dope House Cats, Rashid was in there. Lo G was there sometimes. I was there. There was about eight of us that lived in this one, two bedroom apartment <laughs> yeah. in Southwest Houston. But that's when Bash, literally moved from Vallejo, California, to to Houston, and then after that we moved into a house in in uh, North North Houston. But I say that to say this, he we became really close at that time. And then in between all that Mm -hmm. is when Carlos got uh, his, he got convicted and went to prison. So a lot of, obviously, I'm skipping a lot of shit, right? There was years between him and bonding and, you know, we're talking about Wiggy Wiggy and all that stuff. Because he did a lot of ghostwriting for SP, right? Oh, yeah. He he did all the, he wrote Wiggy Wiggy, the hook, and the, well, they would collaborate together, Right, right? Of course. But Bash had a lot of influence on a lot of the, uh, the what is it the uh, third wish album right all mm-hmm. that stuff so we lived together um we moved into an, a, a house together and then we wound up getting into an apartment together and then when you by 2000 or whatever when bash i mean when bash when carlos got uh was you know got sentenced to prison universal came after bash and was ready to give him a deal mm-hmm. and so they did And like I said, we were we were roommates living in an apartment together, and that's when Bash was like, "All right, I I got to deal. I got to deal with." And they gave me some bonus money or whatever, and gave him some. And they were going to take him on. You know, he had it because he was a great writer, and so he wrote some good songs. And they, uh, it was Sugar Sugar. That's what it was. He wrote a song with Sugar Sugar, and he got Frankie J to sing the hook, and that song blew the fuck up. And that's what uh got. Universal involved he signed a deal with Universal and uh we were roommates and he was like all right we're going on the road I mean I need a hype man and uh that's what happened so it started with me and Bash uh going on the road together uh and immediately we were out of the country I thought oh we're gonna go on the road cool where we're going you know New York Miami Florida Cali and Germany fuck So with and and that was like that's when I at that moment I realized, you know, cuz I'm skipping a lot of stuff, right? Yeah. But at that moment I realized oh shit, you know, like this is some this is this is the next. Uh even beyond what we were doing with Carlos cuz what we were doing with Carlos was the next, right? yeah Going all over the country, meeting all over a bunch of people. So I get with Bash, we go to Germany and everywhere else in between the countries. Uh, here and all over the states. And uh, we got a little, oh, we need more. I, I'm one hype guy, and I can only handle one side of the stage. And that's when we get Angel, Angel Deesky. And Bash knew him from the Bay Area. Angel's a uh, Samoan. I'm Mexican-American, and he's Samoan, right? He was born in Hawaii. so And he's from the Bay Area, so they can relate to each other from the Bay. Yeah. So I get to meet Angel. And now we got two guys hyping, right? And early on, Bash start to call uh, because, you know, they got, you know, I don't know if you've ever heard of them. The Bay Area has a really cool wordplay. I love I love the Bay Area. They're really a lot like Houston uh, as far as the culture is. Uh-huh. But their wordplay and the way they talk is different, right, obviously. And I love their wordplay. One of my favorite, my favorite rapper out of uh, the Bay Area is Andre Nicotina. Mm-hmm. So go look him up. Uh, he's just the shit to me, and he's been uh, he's been out there forever. You could say Mac Dre. Everybody loves, uh, you know. Of course, you got uh, E forty, right? And uh, well, out of the out of the click, my favorite was a uh, uh, be legit, right? Mm-hmm. I, even before I knew who, the, before I met E forty, uh, because I met these guys through through Bash, Too Short, all through Bash, right? This is that's the Bay Area. And so Angel comes and he uh and he comes into the group and he's automatic bay. Bay bay all the, way. the feeling, right? He's yeah. just bay. I'm like, "Okay, okay." So I'm trying to hold down. Now I feel like I have a responsibility to hold down the south, right? I'm yeah. like I was winging it by myself, hyping yeah. and I'm like, you know what I'm saying? The south nigga. Here comes this dude and they're very, you know, if you've ever been in the Bay, they're very flamboyant, extravagant, whatever you wanna, the word you wanna yeah, use, yeah. they're out there, you know what I'm saying, they're, they're uh extroverts, okay? Yeah. And that's Angel, man, he's just commanding the stage. I'm like, oh man, so I had to kinda of learn from him, like, I wanna do what he's doing, right? And then after that, well, Bash started calling us uh, on the road everywhere we went, he's like, this is Stewie Brothers, you know? Stewie number one, Stewie number two, you know, and Bat and Angel was, man, I was the first hype guy, but how did he become Stewie number one, man? <laughs> yeah, hey, wait a minute, but but it was because of his candor and because of his uh body language, man. He just commanded, and and that's what you need in a hype guy, right? Because yeah. Bash kind of he was really good at laid back. I'm gonna do my little. I'm gonna look good and rap cool, you know. But you had to have somebody who was extra like, come on, everybody. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Bass don't want to do all that. So and and I was kind of I didn't realize that's what I had to do until I saw this guy. I was like, oh, oh, that's what we doing. And I'd already been doing it for a while. So I learned a lot from Angel. And then uh so we were the Stewie brothers, right? Stewie number one, Stewie number two. And then uh out of nowhere, uh Angel's like, man, we need to, we need to create a group. Uh, you know, along with Bash, right? We're doing Yeah yeah. And I I had already been a part of Aggravated, the most hated, Lone Star Riders. And <laughs> now he wants to make another like, we gotta come up with a group. And I'm like, like. Oh, but, but when he came up with the group though, he never brought it up until uh he had mentioned he goes, I got a I got a cousin. I'm like, Yeah, you got a cousin? I ain't never heard of your cousin out of the year and a half we've been running around. You got, I'd say, all your cousins are your cousins. All your, you, I thought they were your brothers because if you know Polynesians, yeah, they're they're like their brothers, their uncles, aunt, they're all sisters and brothers. They're even though they're cousins and aunts and uncles. I
0: mean, that's kind of how they greet them. So was it some brother, right?
1: Right. So I got a cousin. Well, it was Rich Rap, right? And he said before I before I say anything, I just want you to, uh, I just want you to hear hear a rap. I hear his song. So he played the song. And I was like, bro, who, who is this dude? He was on the net. To me, I'm a word, I'm a rapper, right? I'm a I'm a word player. I, I love, I'm a lyricist. Yeah, yeah. And I've heard of K, you know, K Reno to me is the best rapper in all the world ever. All time. K Reno, right? If you don't know who K Reno is, look him up. That's the beautiful thing about it. Google that motherfucker. So check him out. And listen to his shit, right? This who's got volumes and cat. Catalog- I mean, bro, his catalog. But I, that's who I grew up. That's my my mentor, my sensei. We're really dopey, but I look man, K. Reno. So when I heard rich rap, you know, on an, on a whole nother level, not nowhere near the K. Reno level, but I was like, the wordplay from this cat, like what? He said this, he said that. I'm like, ah, why did I think of that? Like, yeah. I never thought of that. You know, like, who is this dude? You know, he's like, that's my brother. I'm like, you lying. That ain't your brother. He's like, you're right, man. He's Filipino. Like, ah, <laughs> he's, ah. like, yeah. he's like, half Mexican, it half Filipino. Out. I was like, I'm Mexican and you're Polynesian. So I said, well, what is it? What are we gonna? I said, man, we got to have, so we're starting a group? And he's like, yeah, we're starting all right, what is it? he goes, before I could get a word out, like, what are we going to, you know, he's like, we're the Stewie Brothers. I was like, of course, of
0: course. (laughs) Of course.
1: So, and it was Stewie number one, Stewie number two, and he was Stewie number three. And it's been like that ever since. And uh, I will say, I will give Bash the credit for for naming the group. But as far as uh, the dynamic of the group and what we became, and you got to go Google it. Go look at the Stewie Brothers. Like I've been like I said, I've been in four groups. Aggravated, the most hated. Lone Star Riders, bro. That's a that's a big one. And the Stewie Brothers. Aggravating the most hated, you would think. I've got some friends of mine that are like they're hurt because I always say this, and I will say this to this day my favorite group that I was ever in is the Stewie Brothers. It was it don't even come close. Um uh, for a lot of reasons. But I do have friends that were in the other groups. They're like, come on. <laughs> more than the most hated or more than aggravate, you know. Yeah. And uh don't get me wrong, those those groups were epic, man. I yeah. mean, there's history and there's feelings and emotions that go with those groups that will that that the Stewie's or any other Lone Star will never compare to. But yeah. they asked me, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who is, bro. Nah, man,
0: but y'all could see it in y'all's music. Y'all's you chemistry oh, would man, dude, would come out, you know what I mean? Through them speakers, through the through the TV when you watch his videos.
1: Smoke in my eye, and I, onto the morning and the night, and I, gotta leave it alone. Bro, the Stewie Brothers, go look at that shit. Slap your mama. <laughs> <Go> <laughs> slap yourself, slap your mama. Bro, we used to have. Uh, what was it "Doing a Moving"? The first album we did, Stewie's. These were all mixtapes. Yeah. So is is
0: there uh, a uh, Stewie Brothers
1: uh, album reunion, reunion album, album, album wish, coming out? I wish. You know, that's funny. Uh, I talked to Angel. Angel lives in Dallas. Right, rich yeah. Raptor still lives in Vallejo. I mean, still lives in the Bay Area. Yeah, I was telling you, I ran into uh, Angel the other
0: day at, uh, at Walmart. I was Believe at Walmart. Not, I'm telling you, hey, I'm over here checking out, and then I just turned right, and I was like, "Oh shit, Angel, hey, what's up?" And he he was still, he was a little far away, and he's like, "He's like Elms, hey, what's up?" And then uh, I was like, "I was like, so what's up? When you coming out Elm Street?" And he's like. I don't know how you tell me. He's got to tell me. Uh. Hey, then he told me. He's like, he's like, As a man, I was like, well, I don't got, I don't got, a, I can't get in touch with Rich. I was right. like, I don't know him. I was like, Grim, yeah, I call him up, you know, but uh, Rich, I, I have no communication yeah. with him. Right. So I'll leave it up to you. You could arrange that. And then he was like, perfect.
1: He'll be in town here pretty soon. Well, he, he, he still, so he's the last, it's funny. I started hype bash Mm -hmm. right and then here comes angel then he we did it for a while and then of course the 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 third you know part of it was was rich and we were always the hype which is crazy to have i gotta give bash a lot of credit and love for the way he did us because he didn't have to have you know he didn't have to have two hype men Mm -hmm. right i think he wanted bookends but then the but then to add a third like it's kind of like three's a crowd, right? It yeah, yeah. Almost never was the the situation with the Stewies because we 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 knew how. It just kind of we knew how to move around, and yeah. and it was really cool because I I really fascinated watching these guys because they're more of the. I, I'm kind of like the old G, you know, the old guy, you know, just and I learned a lot from those cats, and uh, it really worked with three hype man and which is rare because we went on the road and like I said we're talk- we're running around with Bash. So we're everywhere. We're out of the country. We did one of my favorite gigs that I did, you know, it's funny. Uh, my friends asked me, "What's the most memorable favorite, you know, sh- you know show you ever did, you know, around- ever?" And I always point to uh Bash uh had us tied in with the USO. And we went to uh Iraq. And we did six shows in seven days at different camps. But the whole thing was we performed for the troops. It's kind of like the, you know, I'm old, right? I say that a lot. I, my wife says, you're not old, you know. But I'm from an older, I'm from the the other generation, right? Bob yeah, yeah. Hope, you know, the you go perform for the troops, the old Bob Hope shit. Yeah, I remember that shit, right? And it was a big deal. And my grandfather, my dad's dad, was a, a gunner, you know, in the Second World War, and I took care of him in his in his later days, and he's telling me all kinds of war stories and everything. So, so when I got the opportunity to go uh, perform for the troops in Iraq with Bash, uh, and being privy to all the knowledge that the military taught us, you know, at that time what was going on at that time, but like, oh shit, this is really what the fuck's going on, like, yeah. I took that in and I, and and uh, it became like, wow. I don't, obviously, I, I will never forget it. And it was one of the most important and most special times in my life to be able to do that. You got to understand, we would do shows and we would be at a camp and you would see people, and then you would see people from Texas and they were like, oh, Babe Asher, I, I, I'm from San Antonio. I, 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 man. Man, I've been. Uh, how long you been here, bro? I've been here for a year and a half, bro. I said, bro, when you get back to Texas, man, come holler at us. We're gonna be at the next shows. Man, I've been to your shows, and to man, when you're halfway around the world and these people are fighting for our liberties, and to see that, I mean, yeah. to really engage that in their in their in their face, in their eyes, you know. Yeah. And and to get the hugs and. Man, it's so good to feel Texas. You know when you <laughs> yeah. got those hugs, bro. It, it it that was is what made it special for me. Yeah, but here's the funny shit. I got my boy Ike, man. I always bring it up, man. That's the shit. That's, those are my favorite shows. Not the Playboy Mansion, nigga. <laughs> bro, you did the Playboy Mansion on New Year's. You got paid to go to the play to perform at the play. With Hef is gone, bro. And you were there and you met the man, you know? And he thinks that should be my (laughs) most memorable. memorable, Which I did, right? We went to Bash one year. I don't remember what year it was. We did the Playboy Mansion on new. We got paid to perform at midnight. We were doing, oh, oh, no, sweet. You know what I mean? And of course, that was a very memorable moment in my yeah. life and in, in, in performing and, you know, being this guy, this this Mexican rapper from Texas who started with the S P C back in eighty nine, dude. You know what yeah. I mean, in the Eighty to wind up, you know, and and, and to be there, right? Yeah. Playboy Mansion and my boy Ike man. Nah, man, come on, man, not, not Iraq, bro. <laughs> yeah. The mansion food, I'm like, nah, that's that's a good one, bro. I got yeah. Chicago, I got I got other places that we were at, and I've seen and I met people, and that's dope. So bro. beautiful to be around and see and be in the same room with some of these cats. Yeah, uh, and I never, you know, I wish I would have been that guy to be like, hey, let me take a, fo- a photo. You know, I wish I would have been that guy, but I wasn't. Yeah. Um, you know, we went to Regis. I did a Regis with with uh, with Bash. We did Kelly and Regis, right? Oh, okay. And uh, and everybody's like, "Oh man!" And there's footage of it, right? You know, that's the coldest. It's the coolest, man. That's not the one. I was like, no. You know what I remember about doing Regis? I met Poppy. I met Big Big, Big Poppy. I'm a sports fan. Yeah. Okay. And so I met Ortiz, right? And that's all I can remember from that day. It was that I got one on one time. He passed by and I, what the hell? Is that a big? Bar-? Oh, I went and looked outside. I said, Bash, bro. You won't believe who's doing the show with us. He was like, no way. And I, he came in and he, oh, I was no. like, I was so starstruck. He was like, he came. I guess he was like, I'm going to go talk to these guys. And then he realized we're from Texas. And he was like, wow, oh, he was so genuine to me. And I was like, and did I take a picture? No. Wow. Ah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was—that was me, man. I was so yeah. stuck in it. I i have met them all, man. Eight forty. I've met. Uh, well, I've seen him a lot of times. But you know, yeah. you—you've met so many people, and and you get stuck in the moment, man. And oh uh, yeah, sometimes you know, you know,
0: what well, we come from—you know, this is new to me. You know what I mean? The the era with the you, cell phone. Like, you know, you, know I mean? you
1: see exactly. You see people, and you now you're face to face with them, and you forget. oh, damn, go home, babe. I saw so and so. Did you get a picture? No. What no. <laughs> the hell are you good for, man? You ain't, you ain't get a picture. Yeah. But you know, hey, I'm from the old school, and uh, I, like when I first started rapping, I thought it was a big deal that Jay Prince wanted to sign me. You know, that was at that time that was a big deal. You know, Jay Prince, I'm gonna shoot you a contract. Oh, okay, cool. And uh, I probably would have signed it like anybody else uh, when he first gave it to me, right then and there. All right, cool. I'm going to rap a lot, you know. But my dad's a lawyer. So I said, ah, I'm going to go show this to my daddy. I think it fucked him up, you know, a little bit. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll be back. And then I, I took it back to him. And I said, the first time I said, uh, no, my dad said, uh, there's nothing in this for me. So I'm going to have to respectfully decline.
0: He goes, oh, no, 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 no. I'll get
1: you another contract. And he did. It was the same wow so i said uh hey uh i don't know if it's a mistake or anything but this is exactly the same <laughs> no way you know uh, whether he's playing the game or not i don't know you know, yeah probably was and i wouldn't blame him for anything not, not knowing what i know now i would probably did the same thing right yeah so uh he hit me with a third one man it was different a little different but still i went back to my dad and uh and my dad was like it's not enough. Well, what I think now looking back in retrospect, I should have signed it. And I wanted what I what people want now. But there was just no way to get it. I wanted everything. I wanted my own copyright. I wanted my yeah. my name. He would have taken Grim. He would have owned Grim. I would have signed that away. Uh so I look back and I say, you know, I didn't I didn't sign with him and it was respectfully I would hope that he would think, you know, not, no animosity. I don't think there ever was. I think he was like, ah, another guy. Yeah. But uh, it was a big moment in my life, and that's when we, after that, we, we made Making the Matter Worse. Yeah. Uh, but at the end of the day, I mean, if that wouldn't happen, you would not probably
0: not gone and seen everything you've seen. Correct. You know what I mean? So that's No, kinda, everything happens for a reason. Yeah, of You're course. Right. You know what I mean? So that's kind of dope, man. And uh, so we're it's in the making we're gonna bring in the stewies
1: man you know what i mean so uh please let me hear we gotta be all well oh yeah that's gonna be a fun day well that's my like i said my favorite group
0: yeah most definitely we're gonna make that happen and then got to go down in the history books have the stewie brothers in one room and then we'll definitely get to chop it up and hear more of these stories man and uh Unfortunately, you know, we're out of time. And, uh, man, I just want to, you know, thank you a lot again, man. I appreciate it, man. You don't know how much it means to me to have you sitting across for me, man. And uh I really appreciate that. And uh, if you got any shout-outs, any plugs you want to go in, man, you know, go ahead,
1: man. Well, we're, we're so this is Wednesday. Uh, This coming Saturday, if, we're, if I'm right, uh, this coming Saturday on the 10th. Uh, I got a show on, on the tenth with with the South Park Coalition, Michigan in South Park. They got the thirty fifth annual show that they're putting on at the Scout Bar down in Houston uh, near NASA. Uh, I'll be in I'll be in the house, but really, you know, come see me, great. But you get to see Klondike Cat, uh, you get to see K Reno, Point Blank, uh, AC Chill will be in the building in spirit. R P. Uh, but we got I mean DBX IQ Gangsta Nip Triple uh, Sex I mean they're all gonna be there anybody you've ever heard from the S South Park Coalition ever Dope E Egypt E and I go on but uh come check us out man that'll be this weekend and I always gotta shout out my SP uh, my, my SPC my, my 5735 family man my brother Shadow uh, Monster Mash uh, Rebel Reb uh mikey and uh my son man mellow uh man y'all go check us out man uh what else uh my family I love y'all man thanks for the support and uh i want to tell all y'all boys out there man or boys and girls out there man do you man i've been watching this uh social media lately man and uh don't follow, don't be the follower like i told my son when he was a kid uh, be that leader man
0: definitely and uh yeah man uh
1: let her know where they can see the the grim and shadow show grim and shadow show every sat every saturday damn that's been a long time (laughs) since saturday every wednesday 52 times a year once a week every wednesday at seven o'clock on instagram live uh you can tune in to grim 713 you can see me and my brother we got the grim and shadow show it's called the gas gang uh tune in uh we're trying to be a podcast like my brother right here but uh we're gonna we're gonna try to follow in your steps uh but in, in the meantime every wednesday seven o'clock at least to seven and eight and then uh, come check us out grim and shadow show and last thing i'll tell you i'm putting an album out Ooh, it's been fifth. my last album was sucker punch i can't even tell you what year that was yeah. but it's been like it feels like forever 15 years something like that 10 15 years uh i got an album and it's almost done it's mixed it's in the mixed stages we're about to master so it'll be out in about a month or two uh shadow will tell me i'm lying and maybe say two to three months but uh before the end of the year man grim and shadow is there any possibility we might hear uh bash or the Stewies on it bash is on the album uh i don't have any features but I do have an album, that I, a, song, a rap that I did with a, a feature that I did on actually Bash's album, Player Made Mexican Four. It's called uh, Gouda. Uh-huh. But we kind of revisited the song, fixed it up, made it a little shorter, just me and Bash, it's called Gouda. I got Bash on the album and I got nobody else. It's just me and Gr- uh, me and Shadow. Cool, man. I'm looking, so far.
0: I'm looking forward to that. Hopefully I get a, an exclusive. Oh In yeah, sense like that I could check it out and yep. hear it out and uh, yeah, anything you got, man, send it my way. I go ahead and pump it up, man, and uh, do what I can, man, and at least I could what I could do, you know, to show my appreciation, you know what I mean, for having this,
1: you know, Grim on the show, man. Well, thank you, bro. You're you're doing what you, everything you're doing, man, is 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 cool because I seen you doing it from the beginning and, and I really appreciate. Uh, how you going about it because hey people say it but most people don't do it and then people do it and most people don't do it right Well, you're doing it right man and uh I gotta give you your ups for that for real hey appreciate that man and uh like I said thank you again
0: and uh talk to your brother so uh Shadow will be coming soon on Elm Street he's gonna come in and take a seat so uh I'm gonna have to be here for that. And I'm looking forward to that, man. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I've been uh, looking forward to meeting your brother, man. And uh, hopefully, we can make that happen soon, sooner than later. And, uh, man, like I said, thank you again for coming through, stopping by, showing me your love again. Like I said, if you know, you know, my man's been here since day one, man. And I appreciate that, man. You don't know how much that means to me, man. And, uh, like I said, man, appreciate the viewers. Thank you for following me, subscribing, all of that, man. I love, nothing but love for everybody that's tuning in, man. And even them haters, man. I still got love for y'all, too, man. It's all good, man. It's all love, love around here. Haters. You know what I'm talking about? I love the haters. Yeah, yeah, man. So, because uh, y'all motivate me. You know, y'all keep the fuel, the, the fire going. So, uh, without y'all, you know what I'm saying? I probably would have quit a long time ago. Keep me up. Keep me up at night, man. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, most definitely, man. I appreciate it, man. And uh, keep your ears to the streets. And i catch you on the block. It's your host, Money Elms. Peace.